grill, nigga, keeping it hot. Now watch it spread all through the hood. I'm back controlling the block. Get fresh off the grill, nigga, keeping it hot. Now watch it spread all through the hood. I'm back controlling the block. Get fresh off the grill, get fresh off the grill, get fresh off the grill, nigga, keeping it hot. Get fresh off the grill, get fresh off the grill. Yeah, I'm bouncing the hopper, nigga, you can't stop me. We exchanged a couple words over Facebook saying like podcast is up. Yeah, cool. And, then, and that was it. Like, Are was, you at work? Yeah. Yes. You working? Yes. Okay. Oh. Well. Successful comedy podcast episode four. Holy shit. Episode four. Is... This marks a month of us doing this. Yeah. And a month of us not skipping a week. Really? Yeah. Cool. That's fantastic. We did it. Well, actually. Yeah, a month, but we did. We actually did five podcasts. Like, I'm after this one, I'm gonna stop mentioning this. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's just, it just hurts. It does hurt. It does hurt. Honest. But I don't know. So just let me know right now. What did you do this week? No, I I really want to no. talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really want to talk about this for a second. Like what? the last podcast we did was was with Kuhn. Yeah. And it was the edibles episode and it was a good time it was a very good time but i had to work afterwards oh yeah right right right. i was so high and luck had it that it was one of the busiest nights i have ever worked at at work ever that we were scheduled with at two... work her job is called work yeah <laughs> it was t- we were scheduled with two bartenders and there were 150 people completely completely drinking their ass off like because it was a like a birthday party Wait, with an open bar but what did this is the the day the edible day the day that you ate all the edibles i thought it Saturday. was a, i thought it was a gospel thing i thought so too that was the thing it was in my schedule it said rise and shine and that and we know like okay that is the gospel thing they yeah. come every once in a while but apparently one of their uh long time 40 year members had her birthday Mm. And she invited all of her friends and okay. family. So it technically was still a bunch of religious people, though. Yeah, and they and she opened yeah. like a, a huge tab on my on my uh, in the bar. So as she said, like people can order on my tab, and I was like, "Are you sure?" They're getting down on that blood of Christ. Like, are you sure you want to open a tab and people can order anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People can order anything they want. Like, sh- are you sure you want people to order cocktails and mixed drinks and special Ooh. beer too? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like, are you? Sh- I really. It was like disclaimer to the max because I have had these kinds of parties a lot of times before yeah. where people say this, and in the end, the tap is three thousand euros, and they are blaming me for having to pay me three thousand euros. Okay. So, Next time you should tell them like, hey, what is the maximum amount of money you are imagining the tab becoming? I right ask now? that also every yeah? time, and they're like, oh, it's fine. Just, just warn me like, when no. it gets out of hand. Like, no. what is give out me of a hand? number now. <laughs> give me a number and now. And then they say something like two hundred euros, and I'm like, yeah, but. Then I'll stop adding to the tab once it reaches that amount, and people have to pay for their own drinks. You know, but she like, didn't want a limit. She didn't want geez. anything. And I still ask her, like, are you sure you want people to buy, like, hard liquor, like, the expensive whiskeys and yeah, uh, expensive yeah, yeah. beers? And, like, yeah, it's fine. 
All like, the while you were like deep into some brownies and cupcakes. Yeah. I was super <laughs> high as fuck. And then the background is rotating behind her, like flipping upside down, like the room. Yeah, well, and she's actually, just I was standing super still. mellow. I was super relaxed. I was, I was very, high. I was very like, oh, duh. but I was really when that's that's my thing. When I get into work, I just get into this work mode, and it's like my body go, goes into like autopilot, and it just does everything perfectly. And my mind also kind of like tries to keep up, you know, like hey, wait for me, go, wait for me. <laughs> And my body's like, no, 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 you just chill. It's fine. I got this. Okay. I did not tell my coworkers that uh, I, I worked with two of my favorite co-workers, Luca and Ivica. And I did not tell him in the beginning, but I did tell them at the end. Because when we were done and everybody was gone, everything was cleaned up. And we set up the stage to jam a little bit with the three of us, right. which is what we love to do. Then at some point I was like, hey, guys, I, okay, so now everything is... Is done. I really need to tell you something. I ate two pot brownies or like two edibles. A brownie before, and a cupcake. Before I got here, and I was super fucking high all night. And they were like, "Whoa, we did not even notice." Like, "Whoa, you worked very good because it was so busy." But for some reason, I yeah. kept the fridges stocked. I kept the cash register stocked. Because yeah, you were in the zone and you were so paranoid that you were gonna do a bad job that you did like <laughs> way more of a good job than you would have ever done if you were sober. <laughs> So I was not annoyed by customers and everything and anything. So it was it was pretty chill. We almost we ran out of, of, of white wine and we ran out of beer because there was so much ordering. Like people could come to the to the to the bar, which is also very confusing because you had some people that could come to the bar and say, like, yeah, I'm here for Petra's birthday, can I have this and this and this? And then I would write on their tab. But you had also people there that were they had like uh, coupons, uh-huh. they were from the band or something. And they were also like normal people that just paid. So every time there was somebody coming, I was like, "Yeah, well, it's four fifty, or is it? because I cannot say is it for Petra because everybody would say like, yeah, yeah, it's for Petra. And yeah, they yeah, just, yeah. And they don't even know. <laughs> just say Petra. Yeah, exactly. And then it goes through the whole like, just, just say Petra, and then you Petra's get everything. Petra's playing some homeless guy. And like, Petra, don't <laughs> Exactly. And at some point, it You're went like so crazy. The homeless guy that comes in every week. Yeah, with his bike and. Uh, yeah, with his bike. Petra, Petra. <laughs> no, not this week, champ. Next week. But yeah, then uh, at some point, halfway through the night, the bill was getting pretty high because at first I thought it was just gonna be her family or something, or just her kids, but everybody, almost everybody in the venue, like. 75% of the venue Even was saying... Even ordered a thing or two. They, they ordered. And at some point I went to her like, are you sure that this is okay? Because I don't want you to yell at me, of course, but a lot of people are ordering. And I, and I showed her the tab that was already saying like, I don't know, 600 euros, mm-hmm. not even halfway through the night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, is this okay? Like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. But I, I don't think she really looked at it because in the end, the bill was 1,700 euros. Oh! And she was uh, not happy. She was not happy, no, because it was her birthday. She got money from a yeah, lot well, of friends. Yeah, well, you warned her a hundred times. I so. did, I did, but she, but she tipped us well. She t- she put an extra eighty euros on the tab for us to split between wow. the three people working on that. Night. After the fact. After the fact. Yeah. After finding out about that. Oh well, then you know. 
She but probably still, could she, afford it, but she it's, it's just like, even if you are a millionaire, you realize your buddies just drank two grand out of yeah, you yeah, from yeah. over one night, you're just kind of like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, but that's the <laughs> you know, like maybe, yeah. open bars. It open hurts. Bars it's, really it still hurts, even if you got a lot of money, they still got to hurt. You know what I mean? It's like, oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always. Say, I was sitting in this in this in this like fucking like bar that's like not even like it's not in the center of Amsterdam. It's not like a. On any given night, it's not exactly packed because you guys aren't like a regular bar. You do specific things. Yeah, and we're, stuff we're like more that. like a like a an venue event, you can an, rent. an event center and stuff like that. So it kind of has like any given night has its own built-in audience, and that's about it. Not too many people wandering in and stuff like that. So like to have. To be going in there and you're there, you kind of get that feel when you're there too. You're like, oh, this is a chill place. Only my friends are here. There's not a bunch of random people wandering in and stuff like that. It's just like my private party. Okay, cool. And then you realize how much goes out of it. You're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I just sat in this room with my friends and lost two grand on yeah. my birthday. <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem. Like a lot of Shit. people come to this uh, venue. They never organized anything ever before. Of this yeah, thing. They don't and I have a lot of experience, so I always advise them. I always say, like, okay, it's best. I advise you from my professional point of view, la di da. But they just see a, a, a girl in their mid 20s trying yeah. to say what they have to do, and then immediately they always are like, yeah, well, I know. No, just, and they just ignore my advice. So then I'm like, okay, well, it's your funeral, I guess. And uh, I always say, uh, uh, an open bar brings out the worst in people, but mm-hmm. also can you can always tell how much the people respect their host. Sure. Because you have people, of course, they just drink beer from the draft, just a cheap beer or or wine, and sometimes uh, a soda in between or a cola or something like that. But you have all you also have the people that ask for triple shot mixed yeah, 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 stuff that. or Long Island iced tea or that 80 year old scotch you got up there yeah or or, or the, 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 the most expensive beer we have which is Shoof and that's but not hey the most expensive beer you have being Le Shoof is that's a that's as far as expensive beers go, that's not nearly the most expensive beer out there either. No, no, of course not, because that's, we are just a shithole community but, center. But also, but still, I gotta say, Le Chouf, I'm not a beer drinker, but that is my favorite beer. It's good beer, but to, I can, to, I can, If I drink three of them, I'm throwing up, though. Yeah, exactly. If you know... Because it's too much alcohol. Some they're people like, are just maniacs with they're alcohol, They're like 8, man. 8% those ones or something like that? I eight, think so, eight yeah. Point, six eight and point, point, uh, 6.5 or 8, something like that. I think like it's... That. So I want to say heavy. it's eight. It says on the label too, like heavy beer. I want to say it's eight. The the Le hey, Google. Yeah, look that shit up. Hey Google, how much per- percentage does La Chouf have? It does not know what to do. How Nine. many Muslims are in Russia? No. What? <laughs> no Google, bad Google. Okay, six point five percent of the hey, Muslim population is Russian. <laughs> is Russian. Or is the Russian population is Muslim? Wait, well, that's a now cool how fact. cool it be if it's if the percentage of alcohol in Le Chouf is also six point five percent? Which I said. Okay. Hey Google, percentage da Chouf. The fuck. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna. Oh my God. <laughs> Suspense is killing me. Uh, you're not gonna find it on shoof.be. They're gonna like. <laughs> Wikipedia. Come on. 8%. 8%. I was right. You were right. Wow, I know my beer. I know I know my one beer. 
You were one. I know my beer, as in like not like I know all about all beers. I mean, I know my one beer. It that says I like. fruity, gekruid with coriander. <laughs> that's but that's why I like this beer because it tastes like it tastes really fruity. It tastes like almost sweet. But it's a really strong beer, so it's actually a beer that I like. Because most beer to me tastes really like piss. But yeah. also, if I have a Lesouf, it has to be out of the bottle and really fucking cold. Or or a good draft one, like out of a keg. Yeah. But also in the proper glass, really fucking cold. Then 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 it's delicious, and the foam is really nice. But every other beer to me just tastes like piss. Yeah. It really does taste like piss to me, or, or what I would imagine piss would taste like. Not that I drink piss or anything. Except R. Kelly. <laughs> but yeah, I don't drink. R. Kelly doesn't drink piss. No, no, no. He pisses he, in girls. He pisses upon. He is not he the pisses. pissy. He's the pisser. <laughs> Gee, I'm sorry. I uh. Okay. Chocolate Factory is a masterpiece. Yes. <laughs> and that was born because of that scandal. That album was recorded during that scandal as a thank you to all of his fans who stood by him and supported him during that whole entire scandal. Chocolate Factory is the shit. Oh my god. Baby. Chocolate covered strawberries. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Don't don't you ever talk like that again, baby. <laughs> no, I would never leave you. <laughs> That's why I love the word woman. I love, I love. <laughs> that fucking album. Don't you One time I uh, I was when in New York I I sang. Uh, Ignition, remix, ignition ig- remix. In, yeah, ignition remix in a karaoke bar that was basically in Harlem. And is there, it a karaoke bar in Harlem? Well, it was like kind of. Oh, I've never been. There could be. Yeah, I mean, there's bars everywhere. Anyways, and and it was packed with with like these gangster people people and like african-american people and african, i didn't know, you're not supposed to say african-american people what am i supposed to say people but okay yeah i'm just i'm just a semi-white black, i woman. think you can just say black people okay well i'm a semi-white woman from the netherlands slash greece so i have i i don't know about all that stuff I'm just very naive and very innocent when it comes to I that. I wouldn't so, tag yourself as Greek because they're known as being pretty racist. <laughs> well, yeah, but they're not or exactly... Dutch. Or Dutch. Dutch are the, <laughs> our whole fucking country is based on racism. I mean, this is fucked up. Really <laughs> fucked up. Like, we were, we were really fucked up. You were? <laughs> we still are. Yeah. We still are really fucked up. And Greece is just... But that's the thing about Greece, they're not exactly white, nor colored, they're just in between, just like Louis C.K. said, they're just not white or black, but just big nose and just standing there and waving and stuff. We're not allowed to talk about him anymore. People aren't comfortable with his return. No, did you hear? He just recently, he he was in Paris, he did a 70-minute show in Paris. 
Maybe Louis he comes CK. to Amsterdam too. I don't know, but he did 70 minutes in Paris. There were no protesters outside whatsoever. No, because fucking Europe. Because Europe is fucking chill. Yeah, <laughs> and we like, don't really care anymore. Yeah. We had we had a okay. But no, he did he did 70 something minutes in Paris and it was fine. And uh, I understand that maybe he did something else as well. I don't know, but uh, he did some several. Uh, he, it was surprise. I don't know if it was recorded or what. I, I'm gonna start looking. Really into, I'm gonna look so. into that later because I would like to I would like to hear the audio of that shit. I I really. But hope apparently he, he talked about it oh, a little bit he touched upon it a bit or something like that from what i understand so he actually is actually so dude. maybe i think he he realized that like he has like he tried to do 20 minutes in a comedy club in new york he tried to do 20 minutes and there was a, like washington post articles written about him over it and stuff like that yeah. saying that he doesn't deserve to come just back jump on it because horrible. he had nothing better to do apparently but you know what would he what I think what he figured out was that like, oh, I know where I can try out my new material in Europe, where yeah. people are fucking like. But people are just chill. About I have a huge stuff. fan base over there, so I'm just gonna do some, some. He just he didn't like do a fucking stadium or something like that. He no. did 70 minutes in some small smaller place. But that's what but I'm he saying. He tried out his new material there because normally he would go to the comedy store in L.A. or or he would go oh, to Dangerfields the. Dangerfields. What is what like is that. the name of the place in New York that he goes? Comedy uh, Cellar. The cellar, exactly. The cellar he goes to often, like in, in the TV show as well, in Louis. Um, he can't really go there anymore. Well, well I mean, like, no, the, 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 the comedy cellar has set a, set a stance uh, when people complain. They said that if you don't like, he's like, if, if you don't like uh, when a comedian comes in to do 20 minutes uh, off the cuff and stuff like that, one of our bigger people is like, you are free to leave. You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, blah, 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 blah. And they, they, the, the, the best comedy clubs are the ones that take no stance. Let the comedians fend for themselves. You know, like, that's it. Let the comedians fend for themselves. And that's also what Comedy Central does, and they're really good about that, too. Like, they're really good about not taking a stance when any of their comedians or people who have TV shows or specials on their channel come under fire for anything. They have no stance on it whatsoever. They don't pull episodes. They don't do anything like that whatsoever. That's the one that Comedy Central is really good about that. They're real. That's I've heard that from multiple comedians, that they're excellent about that shit. Well, but but I'm just saying we maybe we should go to the comedy clubs this coming times. Maybe you'll get a surprise visit from the red bitch. Yeah, but there was there was also there was I wanted to mention this actually about Comedy Central. There was this comedian I cannot remember his name. I uh, it'll it's on the tip of my tongue. But anyway, he had a show. He came on to on, under fire because he said some shit on Twitter defending something. He said something about Me Too. Not necessarily about Louis C.K., I don't think. It was about something else. I don't remember what. He came under a lot of fire. He was labeled as racist and stuff like that. Meanwhile, his show got taken off of Comedy Central and stuff like that. But the timing wasn't the same because it happened after that shit kind of fizzled out a little bit. And his show got canceled and stuff. He made some quip on Twitter saying, like, no one, th- no one was really saying that, like, that was the reason why his show got taken off. But he made some quip saying that, like, oh, I got my show taken off because of what I said on Twitter. Comedy Central for the first time made a a, a statement <laughs> about uh, in in one of those kind of situations and said, uh, actually, <laughs> we did not cancel you because of anything on Twitter. It's like you were canceled because of poor ratings. <laughs> like, <laughs> you were canceled because there were there was just, no one was watching the show, so you were canceled. That's that was <laughs> like yeah. If people, <laughs> if, people watch it, like, <laughs> if people watch your show, but you're com- you're in controversy. They're not gonna cancel the show if it yeah. has good ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have shit ratings, like you could be a saint, 
but just, you can just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But no, I really miss Louis C.K. I really miss him because... I miss him too. I, miss I think his he's comedy. just a... He's I a victim he, too. No, but no, I don't think he's a victim. No, I not think, a vi- okay. No, look, I think what he did is wrong. For sure, what he did was wrong because no, listen, they're they're in the beginning. What was what was said about what it was said about what she's pulling out the pen now to write something down. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna write. No, listen, he did some things. It wasn't just him. He he didn't purely ask for consent all those times. He had done it like he had just like cornered someone in the girl's bathroom and jerked off in front of him, or is hiding in the stall jerking <laughs> off and shit like that. Like, he, like, would creep up on you with his dick out and shit like that. Like, yeah, he wasn't yeah, yeah. he wasn't just, like, saying, hey... Because what I first thought the story was, like, originally, the, the first two girls that came out, he got consent. Yeah, yeah. It was still creepy, and it was still a power thing, because he was high up, and he had some shit with Comedy Central, and they were up-and-coming comedians. Okay, that's and apparently, okay. And apparently, he had used... Some, he had said some shit about, like, you know, hey, oh, yeah, let's, let's go talk about your career and shit like that and he basically tried to pull a bit of a Weinstein a little bit you know he, he did kind of do that a little bit with what limited power he had at the time anyway and those girls bought into it and stuff like that and whether whether what position what stance you have on that being a thing you know consent is consent or uh, the person being in a position of power negates any consent because that person can like make or break your life or something like that like it goes like over to the, the Clinton thing with 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 Lewinsky like that like she had consent of course she wanted to suck his dick and shit like that but also he's the most powerful man in the world so it's not like you what intern at the White House is going to say no to that shit? You know what I mean? Like, you're probably just going to suck the president's dick, you know? Okay, like, it's probably to gonna compare Louis C.K. Not, to yeah, the no, president I'm, now, No, I'm not is... comparing Louis C.K. to the president. I'm talking about the, the, power, uh, the power over consent thing. Power negates consent. Okay, okay. That's what that's what their what's their thing is what their thing is about it and and I'm and I'm willing to get on with that I'm willing to go on with that that's fine I'm I'm willing for there to be a, a fair playing field for 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 women getting plugged <laughs> that's what I'm saying like I'm willing there to be a, a fair playing field for women getting fucked I'm totally willing for like up for that to happen and stuff like that so on that stuff like okay fine does he deserve to lose his entire career via some sort of community tribunal. Uh, that completely supersedes any kind of judicial process or anything like that. The man hasn't been charged for any crimes. Uh, you know, he's not like under going through any court case for that and stuff like that. So he technically is not guilty of anything. So what is going on here now is just like now it's like seems like he's being blackballed from a career over these things. And it's like, yeah, okay. So if, if you want justice and stuff, then take him to court. Take him to court and let's get a settlement and let's all move on from it instead of just though. instead of just torturing a guy because like also you have to think about this like he's got a couple little girls yeah do they deserve all this nope no they don't deserve this they don't deserve to have that shit you know like that's definitely not a thing you know and and you know here's the thing what I'm saying right now to to a lot of people who might be listening to this I sound like a complete insensitive asshole. For defending oh, him on like that's the if thing. If they're like, gonna hear like, what I want to say, yeah, all that's this what I'm time? saying. Like you're disagreeing with me, but you have no idea. Like I'm not even like I'm not even hardly the counterpoint to what you're disagreeing with. Like, like, you, they don't even know what's gonna come out of my mouth in this coming time. So I'm just I'm just right now I'm just letting okay. you ramble on, and I'm just waiting okay, my but, turn. To okay, that's that's fine, and that's that's, that's totally stuff? fine. And I'm I'm just about done. But also like ultimately my caveat is like I also I really don't care. I just wish I could see more stand up comedy from a guy who used to make me laugh a lot and stuff like that like I also like you know here's here's a good thing here's here's another one here's this is one I'll do to myself I'll damage I'll damage my my own my my own uh, uh, stance on this 
by saying this. Okay, check this out. Uh, the bassist from the band Fish. Uh, God, if there's any stoners listening to this who know Fish, they're gonna start raging if they uh, if they hear this. Um, the bassist of Fish, uh, his name is Mike Gordon. Uh, in there was this uh, Phil Lesh concert. He's the bassist from the Grateful Dead. And Mike Gordon was supposed to play with Phil Lesh and whatever. He's on stage. He's at the grounds and stuff. He's there with his daughter, his family. A bunch of families are there and stuff like that. Well, okay. An Amber Alert goes out because a little girl went missing at this concert. And she is shortly thereafter found with Mike Gordon in a boathouse on the on this like festival grounds. And he's taking photos of her in the boathouse. Uh, she wasn't naked. They saw the photos. They were just normal photos. Mike Gordon is a weirdo photographer guy and stuff like that. So he didn't like do anything inappropriate. The, the photos could not be in any way construed as inappropriate, you know. But uh, the but here's here's the deal though. The uh, I know a lot about this case. The uh, you were the little girl. The, yeah, I was that little girl. I am now. I, I totally non-edited, and now I'm a guy. No, I I am. Uh, I read a lot about this because I couldn't believe it at first. Because I was like, what? This has to be fake news or something, you know? Because like, I, just, I just couldn't believe it, you know? But uh, the, the daughter, the little girl, ended up being the daughter of uh, the leader of the chapter of Hell's Angels that was running security at that fucking event. And so it wasn't the security that found Mike Gordon and the little girl. It was the Hell's Angels that found Mike Gordon and the little girl. And they beat the ever-living shit out of him before any kind of official kind of thing could have ever been done or anything like that. They just, like, just... just uh, the the official statement was from Mike Gordon is that they were not very kind to his genitals, <laughs> like they fucking like just beat the shit out of his nuts and uh, and stuff like this and uh, because um, why the fuck does so, he take a little girl to a boat yeah exactly house? he settled out of court and uh, the 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 official story from both sides is that nothing inappropriate hand happened and it was a misunderstanding. Uh, but the full story never really came out, and yeah, I'm sure someone paid a lot of fucking money over that fucking shit and everything like that. Yeah. But then, but then, but now everyone's just kind of forgotten about that. Of and, course. And 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 if you go into like fish chat rooms where people are watching live streams of the shows and stuff, every single show you'll get somebody in there make some remark about this, and then a lot of people will either have them blocked out of the room or kicked out yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because they want their safe that, space. And, 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 and yeah, they... they want their Mike Gordon, and they they don't want to believe that shit and stuff like that. And for a while, I was like that too, and now I'm just kind of like he's probably a bit of a pedo. He might be. Like, if anything, so who in their right mind fucking does that? Who the hell takes a fucking kid, like, that's not your kid away from something without the fucking parents and shit like that? Like, to the point where an Amber Alert goes out. Like, obviously there wasn't consent in this. Yeah. If an Amber Alert went out, like, unless someone was trying to set you up or something like that, you yeah. know? Like, that's that's the only reason, you know? So it was, yeah, it was a little, little weird. little fucking weird. Fish issued no statements about it, you know? At this time, it was before the big breakup and stuff, so, like, they were doing a lot of drugs at this time, too. Well, Mike Gordon was never one to do drugs. He was one who stays mostly sober. He didn't like smoking pot. He did mushrooms once. He occasionally drank beer. But he liked little girls. Yeah, so he was he was the one in the hippie fucking drug band that wasn't, like, a hippie or a drug guy. Okay, that's the, that's the thing. You In a lot of those <laughs> hippie drug uh, environments, you always have a lot of... Uh, perverts and crazies that just there because they don't get judged and they can do their shit on the down low but there are a right. lot of pedos and and other fucking necrophilia 
guys. Okay, this is taking a winter. I was just waiting. I was just waiting to Damn. to share my so, point okay, of view. Okay, so but that's on what I was just gonna say is that like I also for a while did not want to believe like in a, in, a, in a sense that like this is me like defending a guy who possibly raped a kid and stuff like that by just not wanting to believe it and continuing to support that music and stuff. I got out of Fish not because of that but because I just kind of grew bored with them after like eighteen years of listening to them live. <clears throat> just yeah. got boring after a while. And then I started listening to everything else but fish. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It was something that had that did that often comes to mind when I think about this whole this whole Me Too thing and everything, and, and not specifically Louis C.K., but, you know. Yeah. But I, I totally see both sides of this. I can understand, like, girls' problems with it and stuff like that, although the, the one comment is, like, you know, why didn't they come out then and, like, why did they wait until he's worth, Because like, they felt like they were not going to be hurt. Yeah, now, because they feel like they're weak. That's the... Okay, sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, but, now, but now that he's... That. But how much, weak, how much stronger are you now that he's worth $600 million yeah, or because, stuff? You know what I mean? Like, that's because social media. You don't have to fight anymore for stuff. You just blurt something online and becomes viral and then shit's done you don't have to do anything yeah you just can do it while you're taking well, a shit i don't know though because what because what do you have to gain from it though they don't really have much to gain yeah like, i mean there are some people that are doing it legitimately straight up for the attention but it's not all of them That's well they, all of they them. probably tried to do it for the attention I but mean, it I didn't work because they're, they're still there bad are, because you have so. to be careful about the me too thing because it's, it's quite a blanket term for a lot of things including bill cosby which is kind of like the big starter for it and bill cosby that guy raped the fuck out of some people, and in that sense, the Me Too is an invaluable tool for, for bringing that guy to justice. And he's going to go to prison because he is convicted of, of raping a lot of fucking people, drugging and raping a lot of, like, they prove that shit. Like, Bill mm-hmm. Cosby's done. Like, yeah. that guy's fucking done, Which done, is, done, done. And it was it all because of the Me Too shocking. movement. You know, like, the Me Too movement was just kind of, like, trying to spark up. And you know what happened? Hannibal Burris made a joke. Hannibal Burris made a joke about Bill Cosby, like, he said, like, he just made this little crack about Bill Cosby, like, saying, like, oh, I thought Bill Cosby, like, everybody knew Bill Cosby was raping the shit out of people for years, and it was like, ha, 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 well, it turns out that shit was super fucking true, he was just trying to crack a joke about Bill Cosby or something like that, just make, just, you know how he's a little bit surrealist humor and stuff like yeah. that, he was trying to make a joke, turns out that shit was true, his joke sparked a whole thing oh, where shit. women started coming out about how they were abused and raped by bill cosby he's like oh shit this comedian's gonna come out and say it then i think i'll say it too and then yeah. and then <laughs> but he was like what <laughs> so, I'm so, to make so hannibal burris actually, actually on accident became like the the catalyst that sparked bill cosby's demise yeah and and he really liked bill cosby growing up of course, of course like every oh, black comedian exactly. oh, Comedians every, in general, yeah. actually, but black comedians especially because he and most people he really did change too. the game for how per, how black people were perceived and stuff uh, in in entertainment. And so he really did. And it turns he out do, he was still the one. That's the thing. And Mike Gordon of. is a really motherfucking good bassist too. But is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> did he get such lean and, and flexible fingers because yeah. he was fingering little yeah, yeah, with, uh, fart boxes? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, man. That's the thing. Is it worth it? And that's the thing. It's it's not worth it. The reason why Louis C.K.'s thing is a, is a thing. You know, the only I think the only reason why he gets he's getting like kind of like ah come on from from you and and a little bit from me too. Like I kind of understand it a bit, but I'm also like yeah, I think he should he should do something. He shouldn't just have to go away. He should address the fuck out of it. 
you know, like, I think that's, like, it, since he already apologized and he's already in it, he has to just address the fuck out of it. It's not going to just go away. Uh, but the way I feel about that is just, like, I think the reason why people are, like, on the fence about it, like, you and me and stuff, is because he didn't, like, fuck them. He jerked off in front of them. You know? Yeah. Which is, like, if you just picture it, if you just picture this guy, like, just, just unzipping his corduroys and just jerking off and... With his little, little... Breathing all heavy. Piggy. Uh, his tits jiggling while he's jerking off dick. and stuff. Yeah. His, little his, curly yeah, his, tail. Yeah, it's just curly tail. He's got his dick as, like, a pig's tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just jerking off and then just... Uh, uh, and just comes onto his own belly or into his own hands, like... <laughs> Thanks. And just like kind of wipes his forehead and stuff. And just okay, that's yeah. like that's like so fucking pathetic. Like it's really fucking pathetic. Like okay, can I just now for for just a so brief pathetic. moment really just share my sort of female point of let view on go, there? Let it go, please. Yeah, let it. First let off, it, let I would rip. like to point out, let and I I need to you to acknowledge this. This I am not like really. A good example of the general female uh, opinion. Yeah. Because I don't know. I just don't. Uh, anyways, I'm just a very. I, I okay. Nicolene <laughs> tends to be pretty much anti everything. That's, that's, no, that is not. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. I'm just a very low key person that has. <coughs> Uh, I don't feel the need, like everybody else nowadays, to blurt my opinion everywhere, which is kind of ironic. Now I'm doing a podcast, and I'm not doing it, actually. But, okay, for the longest time, I just did my thing. I just go to work, do my hobbies, go to sleep, and and I talk with people about stuff, but not necessarily feel the need to blurt it out online and make a really big deal about it or really just passionately... Uh, the only thing I'm really passionate about is stand-up comedy. I really love everything about it, the whole idea and stuff. So for the longest time, uh, Louis C.K. was and probably still is my favorite comedian. And f- when I heard about this whole controversy, th- my first thought was like, are people really this surprised that he turned out to be a pervert? Like, this is the guy that was making jokes about fingering little rats' assholes and... uh, Oh, he's made so many rape jokes. And, yeah, but... uh, He's made so many rape jokes. Like, how how, how are people so surprised (laughs) that there's a little bit of a perv in that little fucking perv-looking perv guy? (laughs) We we downloaded and and watched all of his old stand-up specials. Yeah. And a lot of his jokes land a lot differently now. True. Oh, so differently. Very they land true. so much differently. Like, not just the Netflix specials, the ones from before it. Like, the, yeah. the really early ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, my. And, and the thing about <laughs> Lucy K has been doing this for a long time. And, and if you if you observe his uh, how his comedy evolved from being a happy, jolly 90s, 80s uh, uh, stand-up guy, like, hey, so uh, what's the deal with, uh, <laughs> with these cell phone, <laughs> cellular telephones, you know, stuff like that. In basically, when when his life turned to shit, the more shit his life was, the better his comedy became because he just well, like most comedians. Out. Exactly, that's the thing. Comedians take most of their inspiration about the darkest times in their life, and they turn it into some kind of routine that makes the people watching feel like, oh, I have had this before, like, or oh, I've never had this before. I'm glad I'm not a mess like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You know, stuff like that, and. 
but that's the thing. I, I always realize when, when comedians are making a routine, like most of it is based on real stuff. And of course, they exaggerate a lot of stuff and maybe add stuff or something. I have to say stuff. <laughs> and But really, it, it is not a surprise to me that he turned out to be a perv like that. I grew up in Amsterdam where there are a lot of perverts, a lot of perverts out in the street I've seen a lot of hobo dicks in my life. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, you just can just walk down the street in the city center. <laughs> or, of course, the red light district is full of perverts. And you don't even have one red light district. You have three red light districts. I've in seen Amsterdam. some dicks, but only just, like, guys taking a piss on the streets. And that, too. You see a lot of guys taking a piss, a, a piss on the street. again. Uh, I've seen a lot of naked children in Amsterdam. Yeah, that, too. You see... Can I briefly address that? What the fuck? <laughs> What the fuck is that? Okay, if here's there's the thing. a hot summer day and there is a fountain Listen, Americans, somewhere, they're, they're naked kids. They, if in, in 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 Europe, Americans, listen to this. They they have a lot of parks, and in the park is a fountain, like with a statue that's like farting water and stuff like that, and it's got a pool of water around it, and it's a nice day. They let their children run around in the fountain, but they don't put them in swimming trunks. They let them run around butt-ass naked. Because they just... Boys and girls butt-ass naked. Meanwhile, this is the same exact park where after 11 o'clock at night, gay guys start walking around in circles... And, and jerking each other off and finding and fucking in the bushes and stuff like that. And, and I'm hobos not, are doing I'm not, I'm not just saying this like out of just like uh, from hearsay. I've sat in those parks smoking joints with my buddy before and we've seen it happen. Like we had sat there like all day long smoking joints. In the daytime we're like, oh, let's walk away from here. There's a bunch of fucking naked kids over here. Okay. <laughs> we sit down and we go sit down because you know how he was, right? Like you didn't want – he's like, ah, God, I don't want to see this shit. Yeah, and then we go sit down awkward. at a bench and we're chilling there for a while. Next thing you know, we see this guy walk by. And then the same guy walks by again, but from the same direction. Like, what? He just didn't loop around the park. He's not exercising. He's wearing, like, jeans and like, <laughs> he's got his hands in his pockets and shit and, like, kind of looking at us every time and stuff. And, like, and then we re- – Like, then, are you too? Like, okay, let's go somewhere else. And we go to another part and then – and then and then over there we're we're over by this gazebo and then we just get to see where those guys meet up and, and we find the pile of bushes that they all go into and then they come out of it afterwards and just break in opposite directions and shit and like oh fuck and this is the same park that has like naked babies and stuff at the same like so you got like these weird sexual deviants and then innocent naked children there like you're gonna tell me that those guys never set foot in that park before eleven o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't need something for like their if like bag. I don't know. Like what I'm I guess what I'm saying is if I'm if I'm like a fa- if I'm like if I'm like Don from the mines. Are we gonna talk about him again? I'm gonna name drop his first name every once in a while because <laughs> fuck that guy. You know. I'll I'll yeah yeah fuck that guy. But anyway, um, he if if he if uh, if I were him. And I wanted to see some. I just want to see some naked kids. I would just go to Wester Park. And chill. Yeah. There's plenty of benches around that giant long thing with a bunch of naked kids jumping around in it all day long. <laughs> yep. And it's gross too. It's just like you, a you sit yourself in a wheelchair pool. with a with a flashlight on your dick and stuff and a blanket over you like you got polio and shit. You're good to go. Yeah. You're you got it made. <laughs> you do you can just chill there all day. The Netherlands actually has a, a lot of cases in the in history. Of of guys abducting kids and leaving yeah. them in their basement and stuff. And so back to me too. Yeah. Okay. No, this I, is didn't just... want, I didn't. I didn't. I want to try. Let's let's for once in a podcast let's 
try and stay on the yeah, line. Yeah, it was my fault, was but I did just want it. to mention that because that is really fucking weird. Because because if you're American and you're listening to this, you're like, what? Naked kids in the park? Because that's <laughs> that's something we don't have that because we 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 know about pedophiles and we're not like so lax about that shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I was talking about my uh, personal opinion on this whole Louis C.K. matter. Okay. First off, yeah, perfect. Second all of all. Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is just, again, my personal opinion, la-di-da. I am just so sick of this victim mentality times we live in now. I was, yeah, I was just now thinking, like, I'll jerk off Louis C.K. if it'll get me a career in comedy. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Hell, I've got worse. I've done worse for less. <laughs> if he can tell some jokes in the meantime, why not? It's a free show with some entertainment. Or it's like, I don't even have to jerk off, jerk him off. He's going to do it himself, yeah. and I just have to watch and just like act like I'm interested. Or, so. or maybe he just prefers it when they're like indifferent. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> like casual. We're just like, I guess. Can you get this over with? I have somewhere to be. Uh, he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Are we almost done? Like, yeah, just like that. <laughs> Tell me I'm a loser. Because, yeah, okay. Tell me my set wasn't really that great tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I have to do the dishes. (sighs) Tell me I'm actually an alright father, but you're just not that into me. (laughs) Tell me you like me as a person, as a friend. Yeah. Yes, roll your eyes. Yes, roll your fucking <laughs> eyes. Ah! <laughs> I'm picturing this too much right now. It's on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> that must set him off. No, back, back, to, back to hobo dicks. As yeah. I said, I have sometimes seen those uh, when I was either just shopping in the city center or chilling in a park or going to school or like whatever. And, and of course, at the moment, it's kind of like, what the fuck? Especially when I was very young, I didn't understand why certain men would feel the need to take their dicks out. But then I learned, like, Amsterdam is full of all these fucking crazy fucktards that are under uh-huh. the radar crazy. You don't know the half of it. Exactly, I don't know the half of it. In a little bit I'll get into where I was uh, yesterday evening and the, there's yeah, 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 where yeah, all yeah. the crazies really came out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just Which is like, I, I, yeah. Okay, save yeah. it, save it, save it. So, so, okay, I guess I have a thick skin when it comes to observing and having to interact with crazy people because I also worked in the service industry for most of my life. So it's kind of, yeah, I know there are a lot of fucking perverts out there and it's just like, yeah, okay, well, I guess there are also a lot of murderers out there and also a lot of crazy fuckers, but there are also a lot of nice people and funny assholes and... Just, but that's the melting pot of Amsterdam. It's just one crazy fucking bunch of crazies. And these tourists, these bright-eyed tourists are just like, oh, it's a wonderland here. It's beautiful. <laughs> but they don't see the real grit that lives under the bridges of Wester Park. So, okay. Or New West. Or New West. <laughs> so so when, when all these Me Too things happen, of course, when you are violated just like when you said with bill cosby that yeah. is 
unexcusable, inexcusable, yeah. and that is just really fuck yeah. Really I'm glad he got brought up. to justice and and, uh, and, and bothering little boys or little girls like all that stuff. I I hate those people with all of the hate that I can muster. And yeah, trust me, it's a yeah. lot. And but when they co- when it comes to my Louis, <laughs> it's my Louis, my Louis. Like, really, girls? Like, this is the best you can do? Like, really, this is how you're gonna do it? This is how you... You 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 have had all this anger and all this drama for years, and this is how you're gonna do it? Like, yeah. really? I mean... I'm just I'm just disappointed in in some of my fellow females. That's all. It's, it's just like it, how they really react to everything and and not stop. I would and be on the exact same page as you. And look inside for a second. I would be on the exact same page as you if it, if it weren't for all the extra antics that were going on without consent at comedy clubs and shit like at the workplace and shit like that. Basically. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's just. And other comedians are saying still. like like Joey Diaz is saying like oh I used to take my dick out all the time and like I was just like rested on so and so's back like on another guy's back or something. Well, yeah, if but he that's would do Diane. that to me, I would fucking punch his dick. Yeah, What's, but that's, why but that's don't also, people punch dicks? Yeah, it also yeah that's. I, I get that, I get that, but not right? all girls are like you. Not all girls were raised by strong Greek men who taught them how to fight. <laughs> a lot of girls uh, d- d- get into comedy because they didn't have a male influence to give them strength throughout well, that, their life and my, shit like that. Th- then that's my advice to a lot of... If you are a woman I, I, and you're... I would li- recommend were, that wait, everyone take some martial arts or some shit like that. That's what I want like to say. Like, really, if you are a woman and you feel insecure on the street or you feel like... Even if you are tiny a tiny woman if you just really learn some basic techniques how to defend yourself you will find you will really increase your confidence and also you have to believe in yourself uh, people are way stronger than they think they are that's also the problem right now we we think we are way weaker than we actually are we are sturdy as fuck and True. and because we we have accustomed to all this luxury like really like smooth straight uh, uh, nice nice couches and nice beds and 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 medical care and everything like that but in the core most people alive are just very strong and and they forget that sometimes you really should know that wise words from Lini. like at least enough to be able to defend yourself in a crowded comedy club surrounded by peers and co-workers and stuff like that and, and of course, there you are know, still just like, a lot just of like things immediately, like, wrong. Yeah, if he takes these, his dick uh, out, you just kick him in the nuts and, go, and, then, and, and then go tell the owner of the comedy club that you just kicked Louis C.K. in the nuts because they were out at you while he was jerking off. Yeah, and back, <laughs> maybe back in those times, if they would have done that, the, the, the comedy club owner would take out his nuts and would be but like, oh, get uh, this nuts. And then you kick well, him in the nuts, the, and you go to the police. One thing that I heard, like what? people say, like they're afraid to like say anything because they didn't want anything to happen to their career and stuff like that. And it's just like, where the fuck are your priorities? It's like, are you really willing to take a dick in the face over your job telling jokes? You just said that that you would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, but but if it's but if it's causing you such trauma over the past couple decades that you had to like come out about it and stuff and cause and and you know and 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 get your justice and stuff like that, then like. If it if it actually bothered you, then why did fucking? If you are a really good was performer it it? Was it and worth really it? good uh, good at your job, it does. Apparently, he matter. did this to Sarah Silverman as well. Well, it didn't stop her apparently because she is very uh, famous. No, it didn't stop her. She did also end up saying something about it too. She has nothing to gain from it. Yeah. She has nothing to gain I, from I it. Read that no one's no one's gonna want to. I don't want to watch her do a comedy bit on on her experience with with that. 
I want to. I like her comedy a lot. I'm one of the. I'm like. I actually, most people I know are like, oh, I can't fucking stand Sarah Silverman. I love her. And I love her TV show. I think she's fucking hilarious. She is an amazing, funny, funny bitch. Yeah. I really like her a lot. She's fucking crazy. I really like her, and she's really foul, and I like that about her. Yes. Um, and so, and she's this person who has no limits. Like she was talking about how she likes these these very specific types of diamonds that they take from the very tip of the tailbone of Ethiopian babies, <laughs> of unborn Ethiopian babies. Just like, these diamonds are so, I know it's bad, but just get that new baby smell. I just, <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> like, yeah. She says horrible shit, you know? So, like, she's not this person who's, like, prissy and uptight and stuff like that. And she's not, she doesn't need this material for her bits at all and she also like she had cancer or some shit she survived cancer no well yeah she, like had, she had some a cyst or something throwing something in like her that. throat and yeah. if it would grow yeah some she shit would like suffocate that. Yeah. and uh, the, the surgery was very delicate yeah exactly yeah that was crazy yeah but it was a very funny video they took from her when when she was mm, up from, mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. from the drugs i remember that that was funny yeah Okay, I, I used to be, up until a few years ago, I used to be one of those people like, oh, I hate Sarah Silverman, I can't stand her. Because before, I, I could not really, I did not really get it because uh, back when I was like a kid, the Sarah Silverman show was on TV. The Sarah Silverman program. Oh, program, I'm sorry, jeez. <laughs> I was like, this was below 10 years old, probably. Yeah, yeah, I guess and so, yeah. I was That was on when I was in the States. Yeah, uh, so I didn't really, ago. I was way too young to get it, and I just heard her voice. I really hated her voice. <laughs> but she was doing that voice on purpose, I did too. like Brian Posehn, though. I, yeah, Brian Posehn and the other guy whose name like, I always oh, yeah, forget. And the other, the other guy, too. I forget his name all the time, but he's a hilarious comedian and writer. That yeah, guy. that too. But I was really obsessed and still am obsessed with Brian Posehn. I yeah, really Brian Posehn is so amazing. fucking great. And he's now, amazing. especially, it all makes sense because now when I grew up, I, I turned out to be a metalhead into being into stand-up comedy. And he's an extreme and he metalhead. Is, he is exactly that. And also fat and ginger, just like me. So it, it's a match made in heaven. You're not. You're nowhere near Brian Posehn fat, though. Come no, on. thank fuck Come for that. On. But if I would live in America, I probably was. <laughs> you, you thick. With, with, with T-H-I-C-C. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great... Not with a K com- at the end. Compliment nowadays. Yeah, that's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolute units. <laughs> that's what I call that's what I call Jim my bearded dragon he is he, he is, is an he's, he's a, got like these fucking bicep arms like yeah. these ripped <laughs> he's got like a big belly huge belly that he can pancake over you and stuff you know like he is he is currently 50 centimeters long and he is uh, uh, 710, 720 grams or something oh, like fuck. that. Oh, fuck. That guy the is... load on that boy. That guy is like one <laughs> dinner's worth of meat. That's what that guy is. Oh, he's just shit. Plop. He, and he's just like this... Blah. Oh, and, shit. Oh, you know what? He will... Uh, is he okay? No, he's fantastic. He's doing great. Oh, okay, nice. <clears throat> How old is he now, did you say? Seven. Seven. Sorry. He's a little over seven. And he is... Uh, through through the help from his original owner, I was able to pinpoint like within like a couple months when he was born and stuff like that. Too. Oh, nice. So, yeah, he's, he's seven years old as of just a few months ago, actually. Um, 
And because uh, when they got them, they were babies, babies couldn't have even been more than a, a month old or something. They were like this when they got them, he said. Um, so they they couldn't have been more than a month earlier than that. And he could pinpoint it. He was like, that was the year that the squat got the decision. And it was literally one month after the decision. So then it was this month, blah, blah. So he knew exactly when it was. So yeah. That was very handy. Cool. And you can always rely on, on, on him too. Dave will totally. Sure. He's, yeah, the, yeah, he's yeah. that guy who, who remember, he, he'll remember Rain Man numbers like that for yeah, sure. Yeah, and also he was one of, the, one of the few guys that actually had his life together that guy like i don't know how to put it like i don't know him extremely well but i totally look up to him yeah he's like, cool he's, big time he's like, like a statue wow <laughs> this guy like and his father and as well like to be a firefighter too because his father was also a firefighter yeah. and he went on to be a fire but he's also a like frequent skydiver rock climber uh like but free climbing like that kind of shit he is like, an absolute unit as far i know he wanted to i don't know if he's done it yet but he wanted to do base jumping as well he mm-hmm. probably has done it by now and he also was a sound engineer and did a tour, like he did tour management for some sort of like Latin American or something kind of fiesta band or some shit like that that mm-hmm. toured the world. Like this guy, wow, he's he's all over the place. He's the shit. That guy is uh like, that guy is like grabbed life by the horns, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he, yep. he really is. But he also was like squatting. And she, like, he was just doing everything. He's done everything, you know? And, like, it wasn't even, like, a necessity for him, really. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it was over, it was over, and he got himself a nice place. I know, that guy's fantastic. But anyway. Wait, first I want to really briefly address yeah. that I last night I had a skydive dream. Yeah? <laughs> and it was one of the most disappointing dreams I've ever had because... Boring. No, because I was leading up to go to skydiving yeah. with one of those very cool, like flying squirrel uh yeah, yeah with the wingsuit the yeah. wingsuit yes <laughs> and i was bitching out man i'm so disappointed in myself the whole time i was asking the guy like, is it really safe to go for me alone but i don't can you go with me and he was like no i can't go with you you have to go solo go let's go you can go <laughs> up now you can go up now and i was like no but you really have i bitched out i did not do it i'm so and then when i woke up i was like fuck fuck so the girlfriend really, wants to go skydiving it's great. Like she I, I recommend it. I've done it? it. I've done it once. Yeah, yes, you have? Oh, okay. I have. It was so fucking cool. And that's why I'm so disappointed I didn't do it in my fucking dream last night in a fucking windsuit. Okay. Uh, Seriously. I'm, I'm bad at roller coasters and shit like that even. Like, I'm really bad it's, at those. I can't do roller coasters. Look, look at the body language I have right now. Just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you're grasping at your mouth. And you're red. Your face is red right now. I can't imagine, like, uh, like roller coasters with the loops. I've never done them. Where you go upside down for Let's a second. Let's go to the Efteling then and do it. I won't go on those. Just do it. I might, but the, now do as it. an adult I might. Let me podcast like, it. <laughs> but you know what I did? I did the giant drop, which is, I think you guys have that here at the Volleybee World. Uh, it's the, it's just a tower and it's you just go up it. Yeah, but then... And then it just drops you. But the one that we had was fucking massive. It was like yeah, fucking it's still 40 nothing stories. It was to do really... with a roller coaster no, of but that, that magnitude. But, but what I was told was that by a lot of people that the rush from that one is heavier at the time than any of the other pl- roller coasters that we had. We have Six Flags in Illinois. Who said that? A lot of people at the at the place at the Six Flags. Like that was like the new heaviest thing that they had at the time. Remember, I was a kid at this time, so this yeah. is like you were probably a baby at this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, like, most you likely. Were, you were too little to go on any of these kind of things at this point in time. And we had Six Flags Great America. We still have it. It's in Illinois near Chicago on the highway somewhere. And it's a, 
uh, it's fucking massive, and they have all the big, big, big rides. Like, you guys used to have a Six Flags here, and now it's called Wallaby World. Yeah, it changed names in between yeah, for a long time. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And and that's that's a weird... That's a, it's a weird thing to me, too, because it is Six Flags. I've seen the rides and attractions. You guys have a lot of the rides that the Six Flags in America has. It's yeah. a lot of the same rides, like the Superman ride and all those kind of, like those licensed Marvel rides and shit like that. You guys have all those things and the Raging Bull and uh, yada, yada. But we have, um, where I'm from, the, the it was called the American Eagle, I think it's called. It's called the American Eagle, and it's the biggest. It was at the time the biggest roller coaster in the world, mm-hmm. the tallest one with the biggest drops, and the entire thing is made out of wood. Massive thing made out of wood, and uh, I don't know if it's even still in operation anymore. I went on that when I was a kid. My dad forced me to go on it, and I did not like any minute of it. I still have photographic, like video memory of it right now. I, can, <laughs> I fucking played in my head, just like like this first person video game of like here's my hands clutching the bar, and then just, just going down, and I'm like no. Like, losing my shit. Like, oh, I was losing my fucking shit. I did not like that. I didn't like it from the fucking get-go. No fucking way. Okay, so... So skydiving is, like, one of those things, like, if I do it, it's gonna be... It's not gonna be so much about, like, I can't wait to feel the rush of this. It's gonna be about conquering a fear. (laughs) You know what I mean? Okay, so you have a fear for roller coasters. I wouldn't say a fear for roller coasters. I guess I do, but it's just, like... Yeah, I just... I have no interest in that kind of adrenaline rush. I just don't like that rush. Like, after I get off, I don't like the feeling that I have afterwards either. Like, that adrenaline rush, like, the I almost died feeling, like, that you go for when you go on those crazy roller coasters and stuff. I don't like that feeling. I don't like almost dying. No thanks. But but I'm not sure then if you're gonna like skydiving. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, just take a fuckload of edibles, (laughs) a thousand milligrams of THC, get nice and fucked up, and then just, like, tandem dive with some trainer, you know? Shall I briefly explain what it's like to skydive? Because yeah. I can... I can Briefly, and then let's get into the, the, the weed portion of our... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I did it when I was, I think, I was 18, 18 years old. It was on Tessel, which is an, an, a big it's island. An it's an island up in the north of the Netherlands. It's a great, beautiful island. The Netherlands. Netherlands. <laughs> okay, and uh, um, the funny thing is, up until... A certain point, it feels pretty surreal that you're actually going to jump out of a plane because it is kind of a normal-ish feeling, be- meaning that you are in a group, you get a little intro, yeah, you, you, yeah. you get the, the the stuff, the equipment, and la di da. You go into a plane, which is still pretty weird because you're crouched with with the instructor behind you. He's like with your dick, with his dick in your ass, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's the because one of the things I don't love about this. <laughs> yeah. And, if you and, get hard, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and and uh, that is still kind of weird, but still, you have been in a plane before, so it's okay. But then you're jumping out of a plane. He's no, no, gonna no. get hard. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found my new fetish. <laughs> okay, but then. When you are sky in rape. the air, sky rape, <laughs> sky rape, part is that the, eight. Is that the new jo- the new uh, Bond movie. Double <laughs> O Seven, sky rape. <laughs> and as you just jot down, sky rape in your Cape Canaveral. <laughs> Cape. Rape Canaveral. Rape Canaveral. <laughs> rape Canaveral. Okay. <laughs> 
stop. Cha-ching! <laughs> we need a soundboard with sound effects. Right? Just a button that goes like, oh, yeah. Yeah, What's, how much <laughs> does that cost? Pew, 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 pew. Let me get into that. No, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, if we just get a thing where we can line in our stuff and just start using mics... I have a couple of mics. I don't know if they're good for this use. I don't know. Well, we'll there's see. only one way to find yeah, out. Yeah, we can test it out. Hey, Google! Ha, 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 Google doesn't hear my voice yeah, because it's because your phone. Yeah, because you're a fucking bitch. And she knows bitches ain't worth shit. <laughs> okay, let's... let's. No, but I was going to say, up, that, stop interrupting me. With uh, with this amazing skydive story, okay. So you're with the dick in the ass of the instructor, and you're mid air. You're with the dick of the ass of the instructor. <laughs> you're with the dick in the ass. Okay, stop. Okay. You're with the dick in the ass. You're mid air with a plane. So you're fucking your instructor. You're fucking your instructor, okay. and you're making sweet sweet love to him mid air. You're strucking your instructor. <laughs> Fuck instructor. <laughs> Part eight. Fuck school. Fuck school. <laughs> no, oh what I want to say. <laughs> up until that point, it's pretty normal, right? But then, in the, in the air, the door of the plane opens. And that's when it hit me. It was like, oh, fuck. This is really fucking happening. Because up until that point, it's you're normal. But then it's like mid-air. The, the door... Everything, everything instinctive to you says, like, what the fuck's going on? Like, wow, it really starts up the adrenaline. Okay, and I was not the first one out, so I saw people, some people get out. I also saw my sister have a, a panic attack. Oh, she did it too? <laughs> yeah. Or she did she did chicken too. out? Oh, no, okay. no, she did it too. No, nobody chicken out. You just gotta go. You have no say in it. Okay, and oh, then wow. at some point you you are being scooched by the instructor towards the exit, which is also very like, what the fuck? This is so unnatural. Why are you unnatural. scooching? Please don't make me tell you again. <laughs> and then the they scooching. say you have to put your legs and your head back once you are hanging out of the plane. But once I was hanging out of the plane, I completely forgot about that. And I was just completely like scooching forward like, whoa, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? Whoa, we're so high. Like, wow. So <laughs> Look cool. how high we are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I don't want Google to hear this. And, uh, <laughs> I don't want Google to hear this. <laughs> it was still on. It was, it was recording every step. Anyways. And then you are just leaping. No, not leaping. You're just... Gently falling out of the plane, and then you feel for 30 seconds, approximately, I think, or one minute, I don't know how long you're falling, you just feel no co- support whatsoever, which is completely nothing you've ever felt before. Yeah, you can't before. grab for anything. Be- exactly, because on, when you're on the ground, yeah. when you fall, it's only briefly, yeah. and you're going to either You're like, wait, why am or- I still... <laughs> exactly, it's like you're falling, That's you're falling, you're like, what the fuck, I'm so... And even you're screaming, you- and then you have to take a breath. And then continue screaming. And the fucking screaming. air is flapping against your 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 uh, face flaps. It's like, and and I was like, whoa, no. super fun. And I was I was read to it. No. And and then the instructor asked me, like with with science, are you okay? But I was I was completely not seeing. I was like completely like uh, making uh, 70s dance moves, like <laughs> like really. I was trying to feel how that felt uh, against that wind. 
and it was so cool. And then at some point, the, the parachute goes out, and it's like, <laughs> 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 yeah, you it just can... really yanks up your balls and shit. Well, yeah, not your it, balls, but yeah, it yanked up my fucking lady balls. Your was... uterine. <laughs> my uterine. <laughs> right up the uterine. <laughs> Skip three periods after that. <laughs> Well, that was probably because the instructor was fucking you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got three children after that. Anyways, um, and then uh, uh, I got... I know it was him because that miscarriage came out with a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> and a wreck dick all the time. <laughs> a little boner. <laughs> a little tiny boner. That was dark. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, then you are with the parachute, and the guy was dumb enough to give me the fucking parachute. And of course, I play video games all the time when they parachute. I love it. I love it in video games. So, of course, I was kind of immediately like pulling and trying to do cool tricks and like, whoa, yeah, I'm gonna. And and he immediately grabbed them from me because I was like, nope, I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> because I I pulled one side and because I wanted to do the loopy thing, you know. Mm. Yeah, and that's, uh, that was not going to happen. But then we had a very nice parachute, very romantic parachute glide over Tessel, which was kind of awkward, basically, because the guy is still attached behind you. He's, he's completely spooning you from behind. <laughs> so then you're just, like, floating there, and you're kind of like, basically so... basically sitting on his lap, and, so, he is, uh... and he was very fat and old Dutch Tessel guy. Like oh, an, an, an island. Not much to talk about. So he's telling you about his caravan in Durgedam. <laughs> no, not Durgedam in 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 uh, in uh, Koksdorp. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a place in the Tessel. Okay, so that's briefly my. Uh... I saw Tessel from across the water while I was on the ferry to Terschelling. Terschelling is also beautiful. I was there and it was amazing. Uh, my girlfriend's mother has a kind of a permanent spot. In a camping grounds there. Within ear... Like, this isn't saying a lot. Within earshot of that one camping that's really loud. That's famous for, like, the crazy parties. Bakken? There's two two of them. There's two of them. Yeah. I forget what they're called. Me too. There's two camps, and we walked past them at one point. We could see sort of through the bushes. It was, like, this disgusting, massive party going on there in the middle of the day. Just piles of very drunk people and all different music kind of clashing at once because everyone had their little beatbox speakers and oh, shit like shit. that. Oh shit! Was just random people chilling. Oh, it's 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 like it's like uh no, it's like the closest thing you guys have to like college frat parties. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but I mean, with tents and people really smashed drunk, and I'm sure chicks are getting date raped in there. <laughs> like, yeah. Like for sure. Like you don't don't send your daughter in there. <laughs> don't let them go to that ever. Yes, if if they want to go to such place, but but then you know don't it's let, too late. If you if you have a Dutch daughter, don't crowd. let her go camping on any mysterious islands in Friesland. You won't see her again. That's not a good. Plan. And if you see her again, she's not the same. She'll come back wearing clogs and have a fucking disgusting baby. Born with earrings. <laughs> no, I actually really love Friesland. It's just that, that that those little party camps are fucking crazy. It's where all the crazy people are. So, uh, weed smoking section. Yes, yes, because we have this very I'm, mysterious I'm, little bottle. I'm smoking. Trinket bottle, yeah, is this called? This is, I, I, I have some. Droplet? I have some THC oil. THC oil. Well, the, the, the label says CBD THC oil. Yeah, but... 
and where did you acquire this? Uh, while while we do, what do we do with it? I don't want to talk about where I got it, but no. I do want to talk about how nervous I am about trying it. Me too, because I am gonna go to a like, concert later. Oh well, you'll probably be feeling something. I don't know. I I want to do it, but like it smells like mushrooms. And it's well, I don't know. I guess it's okay. Here, you can check it out. I mean, not to try and smell it. It's kind of weird. I'm very nervous about it. I don't know. So what weed are you smoking? <laughs> it smells like mushrooms. Mushrooms. It doesn't smell like anything. No? Okay. Well, well to me, it smells very faintly, very earthy. Because you're about to drip. Oh. Yeah. That's, uh... So, so do I just... So it just depends on what you want to do. Like, no, 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 not like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to just drop it on your uh, under your tongue. Okay. But I want to see it physically. If I drop it on my tongue, I'll I cannot. I'll drop it. I'll do that, it. That's just gross. Give, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for you. Hold on. I'm going to get it out. Look, here's what... what I, I hate I, people feeding me. This is also a hate I have my whole life, and now it's happening in the worst way possible. Look, it, this is how a drop works. Boom. I'm going to do that. I'm going to give you two, okay? One or two? Two. And then, boom. That'll be just like that. Just whatever the dropper gives. Okay, first, whatever let, me the dropper first gives. let me first do something. So I'm going to shake the bottle, too. Yeah. Oh, is that what you're going to do? Okay. Yeah. Oh, you want we me are to shaking the too? bottle. No, you can... <laughs> <laughs> and then I do it. Ill. Ill. Okay. Oh, there you go. Uh, lift up your tongue. One, two. And then kind of hold it under your tongue. Does it taste disgusting? Not disgusting. No? Okay. I'm gonna, I'm it gonna tastes try. like something is under my tongue. I've had ha- uh, had medicine before you have to do under your tongue. Like, I'm not sure what the name's called again. Okay, so... Uh, I have this mainly for my girlfriend, though. Because she uh, has back pain, as we talked about in a previous podcast, where she ate the brownies and stuff, and she's she's since then, by the way, continued eating the fuck out of these brownies. Oh, nice. Yeah, she's learned to eat a half of one or a half of a half of one. She still hates it that they're delicious, so she can't like eat a whole thing. Like she really just wants to eat. Like I came home from uh, from the event I was at last night, which I'll get into later, um, and and she was. Uh, Stone out of her mind. She ate a brownie. Oh, fuck. I, I drink water. <laughs> well, that's okay. You can also ingest it. But then it takes longer. Not really that much longer. Oh. I guess the difference is a half hour or an hour or something uh, like that. It doesn't really matter. And that's... I don't know what this is going to do. I don't know how it's going to feel or what. But I got it mainly for her, for her back pain and stuff like that. So she doesn't have to link the, the relief with dessert. <laughs> That's that's the main the main thing of it, and uh, yeah, so we got like a, a little surplus of it, and yeah. Never tried this before. Um, I don't have nearly enough plant matter to make it myself. And it's four twenty. Wow, we like dripped ourselves with this shit at four twenty. That's interesting. I really wonder if this and will we, work. And we took a joint that right after. And we ate a brownie. Oh, yeah, so here's, brownie. here's I didn't the thing. eat the whole brownie yet. Just finish it's very, your brownie. It's very heavy. Just, just down it. 
It's very heavy and I don't really like the taste get, anymore of it. Get too a much. glass of milk. Oof. Glass of milk? Do you want a glass of milk? No, but you have a glass of milk to wash down the brownie. There's nothing better than that. That's fucking amazing. Sure, I'll get it. Well, that's another thing. What you can apparently do with this is you can just drip this into, like, let's say, chocolate ganache. Ganache. You know? You can just... Yes. This is already activated, so you can you can just drop it into foods that you don't have to cook. So you can actually make... You're not limited to butter, is what I'm saying. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm getting at. You're not limited to butters and stuff like that. So you don't you don't have to make uh, you don't have to make brownies or or something that you have to cook at a low temperature or something like that. You can just you can just drop this over your cereal, or put this in your coffee or something like that, or or just just take it raw. So it's kind of cool. So apparently, take it raw. So <laughs> just, raw and I'm, I'm, I'm raw dogging it tonight. <laughs> Bareback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bareback in the THC oil today. So now, like, I have like, okay, oh, so uh, the weed I'm smoking is is just my homegrown again. Uh, I'm smoking out of jar number two, which is from which is from the the main part of the plant that I harvested. So I'm I'm tasting a slightly different bud, and it's a little bit younger than than this is this is that original jar. It's kind of waning a bit but it's because i i, I had baked more things and stuff so and where I, are I, they I, huh? where are they are the jars the baked things well i, I brought this uh, i only have just some brownies right what, now but i have much more butter right now i just have butter i have maybe 300 grams of butter we're right getting now. some butter i'll make us a steak no that doesn't work like that you can't pan fry with thc butter no i'm not gonna pan fry it i'm gonna infuse the butter Make compound butter with, with, with herbs and stuff. Okay. And then when you have the steak, it's cooked. In the end, you put the butter on top. Oh, okay. And it just melts. I don't know. I don't know how tasty this butter is for that though. Cause I'll I'll let you I'll let you try. But that's it. the thing. When you do the compound <clears throat> butter, it just it will it will taste like just. But the problem is, and... it's extremely bitter. I've already done two washes on it, and it's I still can, quite I can, bitter. I can work with that. Okay. It's kind of like the bitterness of like if you were to start you can chewing, chewing that on with tea another leaves or something like whoa, it's like intense like I, I mentioned when Kuhn was here that it's like ayahuasca or something like that it's just intensely have you done that yeah uh, a while ago it wasn't successful um because I threw it up too quickly okay yeah I was I made it way too strong I, I got all the herbs the necessary herbs from a, a website herbs. a long time ago herbs and I spent the whole night brewing it and stuff but I made it way too concentrated and stuff like as far as people with more experience that I told this story to they said that what I did was I made a hyper concentrated of it that no human being would have been able to keep down <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, me and a friend tried it and he was able to keep it down a few minutes longer than me and he said that he was really starting to trip hard that he puked and then his puke was turning into a devil's face in the toilet and that was letting him know that he was not ready for this shit and then, he, and, then, and then his trip stopped within like 10 minutes after that once he puked it out and then he was just fine oh, that's... he smoked some joints and stuff and we were like well that was a waste of time and money <laughs> well we we grew closer because we we built ourselves up for like this possibility of having this crazy trip we even like meditated and shit and like, <laughs> <laughs> we were like not meditating like oh but we were like let's sit quietly and just kind of like prepare ourselves mentally for this so this is going to be quite heavy just kind of get in it this isn't going to be a party this is going to be like we're going to have a moment here you know we try that no we just we just vomited our asses off so did you vomit at the same time 
Oh, uh, within within fifteen twenty minutes of each other. Okay, so like he held he held his in, a... he held his in much quicker than I did. He really did. Like I managed to get mine in in little sips, and at one point I decided fuck this, and I just wah, gulped it, and then took a bunch of water afterwards just to get it down. Ate something just to get the taste out of my mouth, and it was still there. Like uh uh uh. Few minutes later, my stomach was like, "Nope, <laughs> nope, get this out now! What is this poison you just ate?" And it just, yeah. it just, I just started vomiting all over the toilet. I got there in time, and that was fine. But it was just like I knew, like I'm gonna vomit. I was get... it at the Sultan-looking place? No, this is way before I came to Amsterdam. Oh, this was. Yeah, this was a long time in ago. States? Yeah, yeah, I was in my twenties. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, this was way long ago. It it was uh, not successful, but it, but the stuff that I had, what I did make was the real deal, and it did work. It was just too strong, and we weren't able to keep it down. The other guy who did it with me, he was a little bit beefier than me. He had a little more pounds on him than I did, so maybe he was able to keep it down just because he was a little bit bigger than me, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, that, that, was, that was horrible. That was extremely bitter, and that was the most bitter thing I've ever tasted in my life, and because of that, I can taste bitter things and be okay with it like i can drink black coffee no problem like really strong espresso and shit with with, i'll chase it with water afterwards but i don't need sugar in it to i like sugar in coffee but i really don't need it i can i can eat bitter things i can chew coffee beans if i want to taste like a nice coffee bean like a rare one just chew the damn thing yeah see what you get out of it yeah of course uh my girlfriend does that too That's when I knew. That's when I knew she was the one. I was like, oh, look at her just chewing espresso beans like a boss. This reminds me of that scene in Workaholics with Alice. She doesn't have like her 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 energy bars and stuff. She's really pissed off at uh, at at her assistant. So she just like started to reach into the bag of coffee beans. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> throws it in her face. Yeah, exactly. Throws it in her face. I want my fucking snacks. And she walked away. <laughs> just chewing espresso beans. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Yeah. It's what those we... little things when you when you are in a relationship. It's mm. so nice to have when you have those tiny little things when you find that the other person does that too, and you're like, oh wow, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah. And that's uh, that's nice. What weed are you smoking? Yeah, what weed am I smoking? Um, sour diesel from Ooh-wee. Hugo. Ah, the Hugo. What a I great coffee o- shop. I go there often because it's... Uh, We've talked about them before. They're the ones that unfortunately place. got robbed at one point, but... In 7 o'clock in the morning. For, for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> yeah. For a change. But, so it's not it's not really newsworthy because it's Amsterdam and st- stupid hobos do crazy shit sometimes and yeah. stuff. And so, yeah, whatever. But uh, that yeah. is a great coffee shop. Yeah, because they have this beautiful... Well, they have this very cool parrot. It is a beautiful parrot. It's a beautiful parrot in its own He way. looks like he's not very beautiful, he's but scruffy. he's old as shit, he's, though. He's old. They get scruffy But not as old as he can get. No, he's, but he's, they get scruffier when they get old, though. They true. get like that. And he, but he's super cute. And But uh, he, uh, there were a lot of gangster people working there, so he adapted some of the gangster slang. Yeah. <laughs> <in> like, Favaka. <laughs> yeah. Favaka! Favaka! Which Favaka is uh, a Surinamese say of uh, what's up, I think. Uh. Like, how is it going? <laughs> and, and a lot of gangster Surinamese people here, of course, say that to each other. Or Faka. And... Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty funny when you come in. He's like, Favaka! <laughs> super cute. He also shrieks a lot. Yeah, just randomly. Yeah. And it's really... Or hangs upside down. Ear-piercingly loud. Is yeah. It really, oh. 
But he's, he's very cute. I, I'm really, I'm really always very, uh, how you say, mesmerized and, and uh, intrigued by these kinds of birds mm. because they seem so tiny fucking dinosaurs, man. Exactly, they're so ancient and so they look, look so wise. That's like, why I keep lizards? They're fucking amazing. Exactly, <laughs> they look too. like they, they they sit there like even these little baby ones I have like they just like have this look on their face like their their mind contains all of the known wisdom of the universe. <laughs> just, exactly, they have this smug look of like I have seen. The sands of time. Yeah. <laughs> Every dimension. I have roamed. Everything is... Everything is energy. <laughs> energy is everything. The universe is a hologram. I am not real. Sandy Hook didn't happen. <laughs> the Holocaust was a lie. <laughs> the Queen Mother shapeshifts into me. Barack Obama is a woman. <laughs> No, Michelle Obama is a man. <laughs> Did you know that's a that is a what? Is that he is, trans? That is a conspiracy theory. Is he trans? Well, she, Michelle Obama is not a man, Nicolene. <laughs> I mean, nowadays a, you you don't know anything anymore. <laughs> I don't know what's real you, anymore. That's very mean. It's like, listen, okay, I'm not one of these guys. Like, I'm I'm. I would, you've known me for a long time, and I guess you can call me a conspiracy Sorry. theorist, but I don't base my life around it, and that's for damn sure. And 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 when it all comes down to it, I'm a skeptic to all of that shit, and I ultimately don't believe any of it. And it's just like, you know, if it turns out that they're trying to connect us to a hive mind with some technocratic uh, Neuralink uh, Google internet microchip thing... Since I've read about it and all the alarmist articles and stuff about it, at least I know that when it comes along and if it does actually happen, I won't be surprised and running around like a chicken with my head cut off. I'll be like, oh, well, they were right. That's the way I look at it. Like, I don't really put any stock in any of this stuff. I don't start, right. like, stocking up canned food in a basement or stuff. You know, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not... Like, what are you... If, if this, even if this shit is true, what are you going to do about it? What yeah. the fuck are you going to do about it? And I'm not even trying to say, like, poor little me. It's like... <clears throat> We'll get into it in a minute. Let I am me... pretty much a blue pill kind of person. I just like which to live one, my which life. Which pill is which? I forget. Blue pill is when you we just live your life. You, you, you okay. choose the steak. Okay. And the red pill is you choose the glob. I kind of eat both at the same time. Exactly. I'm just, I'm like, <laughs> uh, I, I eat both at the same time. And, and Morpheus is like, what are you doing? Oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just like, I, I kind of like see a lot of this conspiracy theory crap. And it's just like, sometimes it gets me worked up. Because sometimes... Here's the, here's the first off. Let me just start off by saying this: the the term conspiracy theory means that there is a theory. Uh, the word conspiracy means a plan by one or more people to commit a crime. That is what a conspiracy is. Okay, people have at some point uh, around the time of JFK's assassination equated the term actually through the CIA has equated the term conspiracy as automatically being false as being nutty mm -hmm. as, as not being true a conspiracy theory is just fake it just means it's fake because it's a but it, the conspiracy is like if you and me are talking about maybe let's go rob the the grocery store we are making a conspiracy that is a conspiracy we are conspiring in theory that is, yeah, yeah. But no, and so if we are doing that and our neighbor hears that and they start saying, hey, I heard that the neighbors are trying to blah, blah, blah. They, that is oh, a conspiracy that... theory. Oh, okay. Now, whether or not that happened has nothing to do with the fact that it's a conspiracy theory. So when I say conspiracy theories, conspiracy some, of them, theory. some of them are complete bullshit. 
And a lot of them are complete bullshit. And that's that's what's really entertaining about it to me. Because it's kind of like watching... I don't know. It's kind of like watching Jackass or something. It's like there's something fun about watching people hurt themselves. There's something fun about reading very intricate articles about a very whacked out conspiracy theory like like for example michelle obama being a, a man and barack obama being gay and they have this sort of weird it, meanwhile they actually have biological children <laughs> that, that like totally look like them <laughs> like, like both of their all of their kids look like michelle plus barack yeah they, they do like that's you know like come on um but so there's a lot of bullshit conspiracy theories out there, and one of the the most interesting ones at the moment, well, it's it's not even at the moment, it's old, is is the Michelle Obama one, and I feel bad about that one because people ripped on Michelle Obama the entire time. Like usually the first lady is quite respected, mm-hmm. and they gave it to her pretty fucking bad because yeah, she's and she was like, a oh, she looks like lady. a man, da, 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 da. you know, like one thing is saying she looks like a man because that's just rude and basis, but then they're actually like trying to like come up with proof. Like, here, look at her shoulder structure and this and all this. Like, just, like, they're actually, like, going on, like, you know, conspiracy theory stuff. So they have to make charts and stuff like this. So they have, like, all this stuff about, like, how they can prove that she's a man because here's an Adam's apple and look at how her shoulders are broad and da-da-da-da-da. You know, they, they don't take into the, like, the difference, like, you know, like... I don't want to sound racist. I don't want to sound racist, but like you know, some black people just have bigger builds, and and some white people also have that. You know, like some people just have different builds because of their 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 history and the you know what I mean, like that sort of thing. And also, like Michelle Obama has always been fit as fuck. She's always been extremely fit, like works out and stuff. So she's yeah. got muscles. That's why she's got shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> she's got fucking muscles. I like Michelle Obama. I think she's cool. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, she's cute. I don't. I ultimately don't trust politicians, but she wasn't exactly a politician. No, she was just <clears throat> trying to be a very charismatic face for mm-hmm. the women's side of the presidency. She does, she does. No, but she does something. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, she, she did a lot of. She did a lot of like. No, I mean before that, and... she's a lawyer or something like this. She's something. Well, big. I don't know about that. So yeah, I, I mean not... she has like a, a high end career already. It's not that she's just some housewife or something like no, that. No, of course not, but. That's, um, uh, she's, she's yeah, so Michelle Obama was a man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. So, Nowadays, anybody could say at some point, like, oh, I don't feel like the gender anymore that everybody knew known me for 50 years. And they can just change, and it's fine. Nowadays. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking about where I was yesterday. Yeah. And I don't wanna I don't wanna don't don't out me too much. I don't wanna talk too much about why I'm there and stuff like that. Like. Because I'm I'm there because I'm very I'm very interested in in the topic and stuff like that like how I how I get there so I don't want to like talk too much about like the whole thing nobody just asked. yeah okay <laughs> but I mean I just don't want it to accidentally come out you know sure so uh, what what I went to yesterday was uh, a five hour seminar from uh, a very famous or infamous conspiracy theorist by the name of David Icke. Uh, He came into Amsterdam. And it's not the first time I've seen one of his talks, and it's not the first time I've read his books. I've actually read all of his books to date, uh, and I now currently have his most recent one. The twist is that I'm not necessarily a hardcore follower or believer of the theories that he purports because he purports a lot of pretty fucking heavy theories and there's a lot of things that I have skepticism about 
because of those things. And, and sometimes like just it's outright funny and stuff like that, but sometimes he provides proof uh, that is just like kind of like, well, fuck. <laughs> you know, like there's there, like ev- ev- he'll even make you think sometimes about the whole shape-shifting reptilian thing. Sometimes you're like, God damn, maybe that is true. But then it's just like, no, it's not. It's probably not true. But what is interesting is... The difference between him and, say, Alex Jones is that Alex Jones is a true and true huckster. He is a shill, and he is confirmed bought out by the CIA. Confirmed. He has ins with the CIA that he brags about having all the fucking time. He meets with people with the CIA. He outs them and stuff. It, it's, it's a whole thing. Like He actually does have involvement with the CIA. Like okay. so, Alex Jones, like they're they're just feeding him crap. They're feeding him information to say, and he just spews it out and says like, "Oh, they're giving me the inside scoop." These renegade CIA guys. It's like, are you really that dumb? Like, I mean, if I were the CIA, I would, you know, like, <laughs> this is it. Just it just seems very strange to me. I don't know, but uh i don't i don't i'm a guy who doesn't like i don't trust look i don't trust the government and shit like that i really don't i don't ultimately i don't trust the government they're not they're not out for our best interest they're not trying to make sure that everything goes great for all of us and make sure that we all live on fucking gold paved streets and are all fucking happy they're looking out for themselves and that's that's fine i get it i understand it i don't think that there's i don't think that there is a a single trustable politician out there. There's sociopaths everywhere, and that's how they get in. You have to be a sociopath in, in it, to be able to carpet bomb a country. Yeah. To be able to, to, to say yes to the military-industrial complex that you run and say, bomb that thing. You cannot, I could never do that. You cannot do that. And the only reason you can't do that is because you have feelings and stuff, and you couldn't imagine doing that. Like, think about it for five minutes. Just be like, hmm. Yeah. Like, would I want my baby to be killed in a fucking bomb for something they didn't do? You know, okay, you know, like this, this is this is the reason why these people get into power is because they are sociopathic. This, this, this it, and that's all of them. That's that's a that's a big statement to make too, because we're talking about like all the world leaders, but it makes sense, and and I think that in in some sense we actually kind of need that, not necessarily people who are willing to bomb, but people who are willing to make tough decisions. Because it's impossible to make everybody happy, and the only people who can deal with the pressure of doing that really tough job of not making everybody happy but doing what's best for a country requires someone who doesn't really give a fuck about your feelings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so in in a sense, it's it's not necessarily a bad thing that they're sociopathic, but the problem is they're also sociopathic. So there is a there's a second side of it that comes with it and stuff, and that's where things get pretty dark. Um, and that's where things get also kind of muddy too, because it's like, how much of this do you believe and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely believe they're not in, uh, in for our best interest. That just makes fucking sense. You know, like, they don't know who the fuck I am. They don't know everybody's individual problems. And, and like, just think about it for five minutes. How the hell is any society going to take care of everybody's problems? Like, that's impossible. Like, yeah. It's, it's impossible. It's just impossible. So no, no, no modern societal structure is perfect. It's just, that's just the long and short of it, you know? True. Because it's just too much people. It's yeah. It's, also, yeah, it's too much people. It but is, this is this is an interesting thing for me to to look at. So I find this stuff very fucking interesting. So I used to find Alex Jones interesting until he got really fucking huge. He used to be on shortwave radio, which is kind of like ham radio, and I used to listen to that sometimes because I was a nerd when I was a kid, and it was just like 
here's some underground radio I can listen to, but then you got the internet channel, and he just kind of blew up and got huge, and, and since then, it's like, I, just, I really can't, I don't like this guy, he said a lot of stupid shit, like, he says Sandy Hook didn't happen, like, like, that's a whole fucking massive shooting where a lot of fucking that? people died. Huh? He said that? Yeah, that was his big theory of the day at some point, like, that, that didn't happen, and a bunch of people were like, what the fuck? Like, my son died in this. Like, <laughs> they died. These are, they were all actors hired by the CIA. You know? Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, and, and that's 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 kind of, like, insensitive. It's like, come on, man. Like, unless you actually have, like, fucking... You, you can't say that shit in public unless you have those kids... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you found them here, they are safe and sound. They're actors. <laughs> like okay, then you got something there. Yeah. But that was like no, like what I would say is like okay, I would be up for you saying that that was staged, and they actually killed people in a, in a whole fucking theater presentation where they fucking you know orchestrated a shooting or something like that. Yeah. I'd be more willing to believe that than than it like which is also quite outrageous to say. You know, but I would rather believe that than believe that they're all just actors who just like okay. I signed a non-disclosure agreement with the CIA and just say fuck everything to my friends and family and everyone I've ever known. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no way. How the hell do they get all those people to do that? That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> like, all these locals just decide the same thing. Oh, bullshit. It's impossible. And that's... Bullshit conspiracy theories are a fascination of mine. Uh, and, and it's a, a bit of a disappointment to me because my father is, is a... Uh, a big believer in a lot of bullshit conspiracy theories and he never was really like this or at least he never talked to me about this until recent years and now he like will like send me these really poorly edited youtube videos where like people are spotting ufos or controlling the clouds with their mind or something or <laughs> flat earth is real if the earth is round why doesn't the water all pour off or something like, just, just, just shit like this like and he's serious about it and that stuff drives me fucking crazy drives me up the wall my dad's fucking nuts because you're into it from an interest point Oh, yeah, of I'm just view. into it from, like, an interest point of view, but I have no interest in looking at the, the retarded ones like that, like, the ones that, like, I know for a fact. Like, there's no way you're going to, like, you are going to have to, like, hit me in the head with a hammer a few times before you get me to have uh, little enough brain cells to believe that the Earth is flat. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> just look out, look out with a telescope at all the other planets around us and how round they fucking are. So they're all round and we live on a cube. <laughs> is that how that works the universe works in such mysterious ways you're right it must be flat fuck off like i really can't stand this and uh, there's this you know you know there's a famous guy i know there's uh you know les claypool from primus yes the bassist from primus okay yeah. he did this album in the 2000s or maybe 99 or 2000 called colonel les claypool's fearless flying frog brigade and it was called Live Frogs, uh, and it was two CDs, two separate albums, Live Frogs Set 1 and Live Frogs Set 2. And in this thing, they perform uh, Pink Floyd's Animals in its entirety, oh. and then they do a bunch of other shit and other Pink Floyd songs and, and a bunch of originals and Les Claypool songs. And so it's really good. It's yeah. a really good live album, and he put together a special band for it. And he also got this guy named Enor. Uh, Enor is this guitarist who also builds his own weird like two-string banjo electric guitar things with no frets and like he built he's, he's really cool yeah. and he's also like nine feet tall and ginger with huge dreadlocks and stuff like and What's extremely skinny Enor double E N O R E as in A yeah Enor Amanorino. No. Just type in E E N O R. Yeah, there you go. 
Enor. Yeah, that's him. So he's just like this extremely tall dude <laughs> who plays guitar and stuff this like that. This is like every he's a shredder. dude ever. He's a shredder, though. He's awesome. He's he a really is. cool... And he's a very talented guitar builder. He builds these <laughs> yes. really... Sunglasses on his face and sunglasses on his head. Shout out to Enor Wildebor, though. This guy's actually really cool. He has a guitar company called Mesmer Guitars. M-E-Z-M-E-R, I think. And he builds this crazy custom mandolin electric psychedelic things shaped cool. like animals and stuff and just just some really cool unique stuff like wait very cool uh, album art too wait wait go down right there look oh i thought that was one of his uh okay well he makes really fucking cool guitars there that's one of his originals he yes. makes a lot of really bizarre shit um he's he's really fucking cool but he's firmly convinced that nasa is a complete lie and the earth is totally flat he is posting these videos of himself like in a warehouse I have as a friend on Facebook. He's posting videos of himself in a warehouse. He sets his camera phone on the ground, and he walks in the distance all the way forward and all the way into the distance, all the way back, and and, and then walks all the way back towards you. And I guess the concept is, like, you can still see my feet. Yeah. So how is the earth round? Uh, it's like, because the earth is bigger than that, you ass. Like, come on, yeah, man. Like, you're, it's you're huge. not that important. <laughs> like, you're the just earth not... is huge, man. Like, if the earth has a curve at this at this distance, then you can walk around the Earth in like a couple days. You're out of your fucking mind. Like, <laughs> I think the Earth is so over it with us, actually, because like, for the longest the, the of problem, time, the problem they have is their inability to fathom like how big the circumference of the Earth is, and it's yeah. like it's hard for us at our angle to perceive that shit. Yeah. What we need to do is get all those non-believers in a fucking SpaceX ship and just for free trip. Elon Musk should fund this. Like, yeah. it's a free fucking ride for everyone Elon, who believes do. in a flat Earth. Fucking free trip in their spaceship, uh, all the way up there. Take a look around, see the fucking flat Earth orbit around the Earth once. Woo! You see the whole goddamn thing through these fucking kick-ass windows on the side. Yeah. Come back down. You know they'll still be like, those weren't windows. Those were video screens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were drugged. <laughs> I, I zoomed in real close. It was pixels. There were pixels on them windows. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. You cannot win with these people. <laughs> they flew you into space and didn't let you look out the window. Even if you would do that, you cannot win with these people. They, we didn't even go out into space. They just, they just like shook the. Now, video said if I ever seen one. So okay, okay, wait, a little bit back on track. What I did was I went to David Icke's presentation and his tour was called Everything You Need to Know. <laughs> and it, okay, I'm not trying to like ridicule him or anything like that because here's the thing that I find different about him from all the other conspiracy theorists that have uh, a platform. He's not doing it to sell books. He might be selling books. He's doing it because he firmly believes in what he is saying to be true. And that is the difference between him and a lot of these assholes who are just spreading disinformation knowing that they're just trying to make a buck stuff like that and and that can be very dangerous sometimes and david ike what he does is he firmly believes like uh, he actually firmly believes in what he's saying i don't necessarily firmly i don't know i don't firmly believe in what he's saying at all but he touches on so many subjects that there's a lot of which that you hear a lot of mainstream people agreeing with and stuff too so he touches on a lot of things that, that are just like nowadays, like there was a lot of things that he said in the 90s and the early 2000s that were very controversial. They're like, oh, that's bullshit. And yeah. it turns out 20 years later, that shit actually was true. Oh, 
okay, it turns out that stuff was absolute fact. They came out and admitted it, or some proof came out and stuff, and they're totally outed, and David Icke was being called crazy for it and stuff. So there's a lot of those things, and, and for those reasons, I like to take a look at what he says sometimes, and I read his books. Uh, but I'm definitely not sold on the reptilian thing. Uh, I'm going to need to see What's something. What's the reptilian thing? Okay. <laughs> for those of you who don't know David Icke, most people do because he's pretty much a meme now. He is pretty much a meme. Like, he's really well-known. You, you, you can just name drop him online and people know who David Icke is. Like, he's pretty well-known and controversial, and that's another attraction to it for me. And it's also, I'm, you know, like, oh, God, the people that are there. I feel so out of place when I go to those things. A lot of those people are there, like, they're like, I'm here for some healing. I am here to experience the healing waves of his vibrations as he speaks to me and tells me truth vibrations. I'm here. Like, you got those kind of people there, and they're really, like, fucking freaky, man, really. But his, he was, he was made f quite popular. Well, he was always a bit famous and in the public eye in England in the 80s and 90s. Um, and also he was a footballer back in the day, but he, uh, he is famous for the theory that all of the world's leaders are actually shape-shifting reptilian humanoids who transform into giant reptiles and, well, I don't know if they're necessarily giant, but of all different shapes and sizes and, and they, uh, happen to perform uh, satanic-like rituals and sacrifice and stuff like that, and uh, they do this to make some sort of blood connection or some sort of connection, uh, vibrational frequency lowering or something within a certain area in order to help bring the the dark beings into this world uh, through low vibrational frequency merging, kind of like when you have like two radio stations, you hear them both on the same dial because of interference. They're kind of making this happen in our universe, and so so to speak. Like I'm really boiling this down into one sentence. Like it's really hard, hard to say. Like I, I don't believe it, but it's like if if there were any explanation for why people do satanic rituals, this makes sense to me. Like I don't think it actually is true, but it makes sense. Like <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Like what? Like, what <laughs> makes sense? Reptilians. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No, not the reptilians part. That doesn't make sense to me. But oh, okay. No, look at People pray to God because they believe God, the beard man in the sky, is blah, 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 blah. People do satanic rituals because they believe the reptilians are going to come and whatever. Yeah, okay, you know, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. Like, that's why it makes sense to me. Like, okay, so oh, this is what Satanists believe. Yeah. That's what I was, I'm getting out of it. Like, oh, okay, this makes a bit more sense. Uh, you're probably going to get some messages from Satanists like, this is not what we believe. <laughs> I'm sending a goat head on your well house. on your WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> no, I went to his talks and and I've I've done it multiple times, just out of pure interest. And the tickets are cheap, and it's like I'm gonna go check it out, because I've read a bunch of his books since I was in the states. And it's like, oh, he didn't really come to Illinois very much. I think there's a lot of areas in the United States he wasn't allowed in because they said he was anti-Semitic, and that's another thing that interested the hell out of me because it's like anti-Semitic. Now, I've read a lot of his books, and I've never heard anything anti-Semitic in any of them. Like, really have not. Like, I could not be like, oh, yeah, maybe that part that was... was <laughs> no, like, not at all. Nothing like that whatsoever. I gotta say, like, really not. And uh, it's true. Like, he was called anti-Semitic on baseless claims and stuff. So it's like, there is, like, an actual effort to stop him from saying what he is saying. Yeah. But I don't know if that's done from the hidden hand of the Illuminati or if it's just done from people who don't want to hear him saying this shit. They're like, 
they think that maybe if their kids are going to go see this shit, they're going to start thinking that the world leaders are shape-shifting reptilians and they really would rather their kids just go to college instead. You know, like, maybe it's something like this or what. I don't know. Like, I'm not – I have – I literally have no opinion on it. I'll admit this. When I was 15 and I read the first book that I – from him that I read, uh, The Biggest Secret, I freaked the fuck out and I was like, holy shit, lizard people are real? Like, this is (laughs) – but it it didn't take me long for me to figure out, like, this – well, okay, probably not. But the other things that he does touch on, he touches on a lot of like financial uh, scams, uh, conspiracy theories with the whole banking system about the fall of Greece, the, yes. the financial crisis, all that other stuff. And he talks about the whole 9-11 conspiracy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And a lot of it is really like, huh. A lot of it is actually way more plausible than the other stuff he says, but the reason why he never gets listened to is because a lot of that stuff is attached to his whole reptilian theory, which he held on to pretty hardcore for many, many years. And I had heard that he was starting to shy away from the whole reptilian thing, and I was like, what? I never, I don't think so. Like, because I've, I've read, like, his most recent books, and they definitely talk about all the lizard stuff. And Still? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. He definitely still talks about it. But I'm kind of realizing, like, I have all of his books, and I have his latest one right now. It's this big-ass fucking cube. It's, it's a cube. It is 750 pages. It's called Everything You Need to Know But Have Never Been Told. And it it was it was 15 bucks. so whatever. That's actually a really good price for this phone book-sized uh can I just book. can I just get the book yeah, and I'm yeah, just yeah. gonna flip it open at a random part. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fun. At 420, let's make yeah. it fun. No, just anywhere, just random okay. spot. Because that's his stoner page. <laughs> yeah. This page is dedicated to all my stoner bros. I try not to bend the spine too much. I try and keep it in good condition. Such is the power that Israel has over American politicians. And why does a country of 8 million people warrant such protection from boycotts where there is no such protection for anyone else? Benjamin Cardin, a Zionist senator, was the (laughs) main sponsor and it was apparently drafted by the ultra-Zionist U.S. lobby group, the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, Get off your knees, America. Israel says that the BDS boycott is... Wait for it. What can it be? The suspense is killing me. Yes, anti-Semitic. Well, okay, isn't it ironic that when I... It's there with my finger. Oh, you tore the page. You tore the page because you grabbed. Such is the power that Israel has over American politicians and... I was not making this up, folks. I just randomly went to a page and this is what came up. But here's the thing. What he's saying is not anti-Semitic. He's just accusing other people of things. No, no, no. What did he? What here's what was being said beforehand, and it's not it's not necessarily to 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 defend him, but it's just to say that when his stuff, when anybody's words are taken out of context, this is what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, true. This very but very true. But it is true. good comedy. It is. It was hilarious actually. That was like fucking perfect. Like what are the odds? I just said like there was nothing anti-Semitic about. Like, Such is the power that Israel has. <laughs> Fuck Israel. <laughs> Uh, okay. It has to do with, um, 
Let's first see the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement on which campaigns for a boycott of Israeli and global companies that serve the oppression of Palestinians until they have the same rights as Jews in Israel and Palestine. Other countries and many American states have passed laws banning government contracts with any company participating in the boycott. What if they boycott Palestinians? Not a problem. An Israel anti-boycott bill was signed by 45 senators and 237 congressional representatives that would make it a criminal offense for a U.S. citizen to support a boycott of Israel. The American Civil Liberties Union said the bill would bar U.S. persons from supporting boycotts against Israel, including its settlements in the Palestinian-occupied territories conducted by international governmental organizations such as United Nations and the European Union. It, was also, it would also broaden the law to include penalties for simply requesting information about such boycotts. Violations would be subject to a minimum civil penalty of $250,000 and a maximum criminal penalty of 1 million and 20 years in prison. We take no position for or against the effort to boycott Israel for any foreign country for that matter. However, we do assert that the government cannot, consistent with the First Amendment, punish U.S. persons based solely on their expressed political beliefs. Such is the power of Israel has over American politicians, and why does a country of 8 million people warrant such protection from boycotts when there is no such protection for anyone else? Benjamin Cardin, a Zionist senator, was the bill... The, you, know what, you know what Zionism is, though, right? Zionism, that's the thing that probably should be clarified as well, because Zionism is a specific type of Judaism. You know, I have, I have Jewish family, so I can speak about this as well. My family is, is not Zionist. The Zionist belief of Judaism are the Jews that say that you must go to Israel because that is the homeland of the Jews, and not nearly all Jews believe that. That is, that is part, some Jews believe that. Israeli Jews certainly believe that, and, and a lot of Americans don't support that because they don't believe what is happening to the Palestinians is, is right. And I don't want to touch upon that shit too much because I don't know nearly enough about that situation to have an opinion about it. All I know is something weird is happening there. But what is basically, what the page you pulled open on is about how they're basically passing a law in a country where we're supposed to have freedom of speech. You can deny the Holocaust all you want. You're not allowed to, to speak out against Israel or your company is not allowed to boycott Israel. Yeah. Well, or you'll go to prison. You're not even allowed to ask about information of boycotts that might be happening. Otherwise, you will be subject to the same penalties. That is fucking wild. So then his question is, and so what Zionism is just that specific sect that believes that, 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 that Israel is the homeland of the Jews and that is the rightful land of them and you will fight to the death to keep it and stuff. And that's it's the rightful land and anyone who takes it is a usurper and stuff. And that's why all this stuff has kind of started. I mean, it's it's a very, very strange, strange situation that they don't inform Westerners about very much at all. We don't get much information about that conflict whatsoever. Nope. It started in the 40s. We just hear casualties. Yeah. You mostly hear about casualties here. We've had American activists get murdered brutally on videotape and American government do absolutely nothing about it. Well. Yeah, shouldn't have been standing in front of that bulldozer that they were trying to knock down that Palestinian playground with. The soldier and the bulldozer just ran the fucking 21-year-old girl over. Like an intern or something? Uh, no, she was... Uh, it's a long, long story. Okay, never mind. Yeah. But anyway, so I went to David Icke's talk, but the thing is about his talks, his books are about, like, half a mile thick, but his talks are watered down like crazy. They're, like, ultra-watered-down versions where he just basically touches on all these little subjects, and you can read further about these in the book. Because 
if he's really going to touch on these subjects, they're going. It's going to be a 14-hour talk, which he has done. This one that, we, that I saw was like a five-hour talk, so he really just basically oh, <clears> just <throat> five hours. Yeah, well, compared to his normal 12, he, <laughs> it was it was done in two parts instead of like four, and uh, so this part, the first part was called the plan, and the plan was basically a nine-step. The plan for controlling human perception was basically what it was about. The whole thing was really basically about the upcoming technocracy, the the upcoming technological advancements in in merging with technology as human beings and stuff like that. It was a lot about that. He barely touched upon anything reptilian whatsoever, anything like that. He just he talked about a lot about this like stuff that also Elon Musk was warning about. Like he's very worried about the upcoming. Uh, artificial intelligence. He's actually very fearful of it. Yet at the same time, he's also like spearheading he's, new he's making artificial. It. Yeah, he's also making it. He's he's afraid of <clears throat> what he's making. No, he's afraid of what he's making. But he said that there's literally nothing we can do about it. It's he can't help himself. No, no, it's not that he can't help himself. He's not nearly the only one doing it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. If he was not doing maybe it, maybe he's making the renegade maverick AI that's going to save us all at the zero hour. You know, like save the last of the humanity with Neo. You know what I mean? Like that that one renegade robot that just that that block of code. I like Elon Musk. David Icke's position is that he is a uh, he's one of the Illuminati, which I guess it wouldn't entirely surprise me because he's super rich. And if that if the whole Illuminati thing is is legit, then yeah, why wouldn't he be? But. I'm kind of open to believe that he's just a very, very smart autistic inventor. Mm-hmm. Extremely smart autistic inventor. Possibly not human. Possibly not human. <laughs> Possibly not human. I don't know. Maybe he's didn't already you, a cyborg. Did you listen to his interview with Joe Rogan when he sat him sat there with him for like three and a half, four hours? Well, I didn't listen to the whole thing. But you I should. To... It is so goddamn good. It is really worth listening to the whole thing because that guy, I don't know. very strange to be able to to see that guy in a room talking candidly for a few hours like that no editing and stuff like that it was a very interesting interesting podcast i'm telling you it was it was very strange um well yeah he had said he said something that i noticed was contradictory though mm-hmm. and so i'm growing more and more skeptical of david like uh as the years go by i really like him i support his work because he believes in what he's doing and I think people should do what they believe in that what they're doing. And if people like what you say and want to hear more and want to read it, they should be able to do that. Because also his ultimate message is one of peace. He his message is, is like he said his basic thing is like he's like fucking Martin Luther King and Gandhi has already passed passed out the solution to all of us. That's basically what he said. You know, that was that was his closing words, you know? Yeah. That's the ultimate thing about it, is like this guy's not dangerous at all. He's like telling you to be like fucking peaceful yeah pacifism you know like uh non-violent non-compliance you know like like don't go for this you know like say no to this future you know that's mm-hmm. as simple as that like and but don't fucking mass up weapons and shit like that like there's but like there's how many billion of us and how many percent of those people are ruling all those people you know there was another person i i heard that that 
had an excellent counterpoint to this because basically the whole thing is like, oh, if we all just like just just drop all of our all of our inhibitions, just drop all of our hatred towards one another and everything, then then everything would be okay and everyone will live in peace. Everyone just totes a bowl. Everyone would be fucking great. Everything would be fantastic. There would be no more war. There would be no more peace. <laughs> but that doesn't account. What about sociopaths? They'll still exist. Yeah. What about those people? They exist. They're just born that way. They can't help it. They're just here. What about those people? They're not going to just fucking live in peace and happiness with everybody. They're going to do crazy shit. They have a desire to kill and shit like that. There's going, they're still going to be pedophiles. You're not, they're not, they're going to be born that way. There's, it's just that, that's how it is. They're going to be that way. There's, those people are going to exist. This, it's, there's, it's impossible solution. So there has to be a different way than that. So it makes the, the solution moot. And all we have is this huge pile of problems and conspiracy theories. So fuck, you know? Like, we are, we're fucked. <laughs> fuck. We are very much fucked. I think, I think if we were to just like all non, non, non-violent, non-compliance, all just say no to everything and stuff like that, that they're just, then they'll just force us. Like, oh, okay, you're just going to go limp? And have and resist. Baggots. Like, you're gonna go limp. Well, no, no, not like that. But you're just gonna go limp and do nothing. Then we're just going to put like pass all these bills now, and we're just gonna make it illegal for you to go limp, and you have to go to work. And <laughs> like, okay, you don't care about democracy anymore. I guess then we're gonna give you this, and you know that's what's gonna happen. So yeah. it, it doesn't. There isn't any for, for what okay? is in this massive tome. <laughs> there isn't any solution for it, but it's interesting as fuck to be paying attention to it to 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 read into it and stuff it's just very interesting because a lot of it is just total fantasy Mm. it is science fiction stuff and it is fascinating how awesome would it be if the world leaders were shape-shifting reptilians would be actually pretty fucking cool ladies and gentlemen of the united states of america i have an announcement to make and just, just peels his face off from his chin upwards and just like his huge tongue unfolds and his reptilian skin and red eyes and just, just fucking pulls a baby off from the podium and just starts eating and shit like that like this is oh, I wish it were like that because you know what if it were really like that we might be able to deal with that the human race might be able to deal with that. There's plenty Ted Nugent-like people who'd be like, oh, hell no. And everyone would just be like, well, now is the time. I'm sure glad we held on to our guns because now we're going to use it on all these goddamn lizard people. And then they start shooting up all the lizard people and then they're fucking gone. Anytime we see a motherfucker shapeshift, we're going to shoot them. That's it. Like America. as soon as, as soon, like that, that's the thing. Like nobody I think, here has guns. Like if 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 shape shifting reptilian people are real, they better get real fucking good at hiding this and stop having so many people accounting that they they seen it and stuff like that. And that's what I wanted to get into a little bit too. When I was there, I was outside smoking a joint, and some guy came up to me and was like, "Hey man, you here for the David Icke thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Oh cool, I love David Icke. I love his work." I'm like, "Yeah, I've read his books uh, since I was a kid. Uh, you know, I, I like his stuff. It's 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 interesting." And he's like, oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. He's like, you know, he's like, I, I, uh, he's like, you know, it's especially for me because I was uh, a victim of satanic uh, ritual abuse as a child, and uh, and I was like, oh, re- really? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even tell me his name. I didn't know his name. I never found out his name. But he told me he was a victim of a ritual abuse, and that was weird. So uh, I was trying to ask, like, so what do you mean? And I was like, I was like, were your parents like satanists or something? He's like, no, no, no. No. Oh, well, uh, 
you just like he's like yeah sometimes you're just trying to find a place to fit in you know and then uh, next thing you know you wind up in a and I was like uh oh okay so like you just like kind of found a gang of satanists and got involved with it or something he's like yeah kind of he's like you know next thing I know I said yes and uh and they're uh, just like walking me in through this doorway and then the door shut behind me and the next thing I know you know I don't know and he, he, I could not get any specifics out of him whatsoever, which led me to believe that maybe this is kind of true. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. People and, like that exist? Yeah. I find my new fetish. Woo! No, you, just kidding. Come with me to the next David Icke thing. I'm telling you, just, just, just go. Just I'm going to find this guy. Like, all those where, people, where can I find these guys? I'll tell you this, are they I'm hot? Tell you something. All of these people are dying for someone to talk to. That's for sure. They're all very lonely people that are dying for someone to talk to. Holy I feel shit. like I'm not lying when I said I was very out of place when I was there. Like I I I, I feel very out of place when I'm there, and it, it's very strange. Must and be a good feeling. Kinda. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of a good feeling. It's like oh okay cool, and I, I kind of feel a little bit like a handler sometimes. I don't know because <laughs> I don't know people see me standing around and stuff, uh, and and they come up and talk to me. It's very strange. Like it's it's I don't, it's weird. Like now we're all at camp, and hey now I meet you now, and the, oh okay hey. Uh, it's a little bit strange, and and. Uh, That's why I'm unsure if I want to go there. That guy was that guy was an odd bird, but but no no one does anything. It's at the, it's at the fucking dry. What do you think is gonna happen? Like no, this is gonna just, take you away. <laughs> no, I, I don't say that. I'm just I don't want to talk to people. <laughs> oh well, you don't have to talk to them either. You can also just be like you can just be like oh you're fucking crazy. Which no, I really no, no. wanted to do, I'm but I couldn't do. I just one. I just couldn't help but be nice, you know. I because. No, it was there. Was there's a second one? Okay, there's a second one. Uh-huh. It gets better. It gets there's a, there's even a third one. Oh, it gets fuck. better. So I'm, I I finished my joint. I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, maybe it's time just to go back inside and check out the. Did he smoke from the joint? No, 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 okay. no, no. He didn't smoke. He didn't smoke weed. But he was outside. He was having a cigarette. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was a young guy, younger than me for sure. I don't know, Dutch guy. But uh, he, we went, went back inside, whatever. I saw him around a couple times and stuff. Because we I was telling him about, like, I had been to the other one where a guy took his dick out in front of David Icke in the middle of his presentation. It was fucking hilarious. Oh. This is why you got to go to these things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see some spurred dick. Come I didn't on. see his dick. I just saw him walk up to the stage and the women in the front row started screaming, like, he's got his dick out. <laughs> and David Icke didn't realize it at first. And he's like, this is not your chance to talk. This is my time to talk. Don't interrupt <laughs> me. And they're like, no, he's got his dick out. And he's like, what? And he looks over and he, and he sees this guy with his dick out. He's like, oh, uh, what? What is wrong with you, mate? <laughs> you didn't know what the hell to say. He's like, "What's going on?" Like, I, uh... <laughs> he stopped him for a second there. He didn't really, he didn't really skip too many beats. I don't know if that got filmed. I really don't know if that got filmed. It was pretty abrupt. But anyway, uh, so anyway, he was making, he was cracking jokes to me every time he saw me. He's like, "Hey, take your dick out." He kept, he kept telling me to take my dick out <laughs> at the at the show. But anyway, uh. Next person I met, nice girl. Uh, it was it was this girl, and she was speaking to me in Dutch, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're saying. At first I understood her, like, oh, you're here for David Icke, yeah, what's up, cool. And then she started talking about stuff, and, like, and I was like, well, I was like, I don't really understand what you're saying. She's like, oh, I thought you were Dutch. And I'm like, well, thank you, but I, uh, I, I understand general chat in Dutch, but, like, I, I can't, what were you saying? And the reason why I didn't understand what she was saying is because she was also telling me, out of the blue, <laughs> that she was also involved in a satanic ritual. What? <clears throat> in ritualistic abuse since she was 13 years old. What the? F- what yeah. is this? 
satanic <clears throat> rape groups. Y'all got some Satanists up in the Netherlands. What? I Y'all got some rapists up in the Netherlands. This is two weird. people that never met each other. You know what I told her? I said, hey, that guy over there in the baseball hat. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God. I said, you're never going to believe this. I was outside having a smoke earlier, and this other guy told me he was also a victim of ritual satanic abuse. Told me out of the blue, just like you did. He's standing right over there. Maybe you should go tell I was trying to get her away from me. Maybe you should. Okay. <laughs> I was like, maybe you should Maybe you should tell him. Maybe you guys can hit it off or something. Have some, maybe you guys know someone in common or something like that. You can figure, help figure that shit out or something like that. She's like, oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe I She definitely felt like. Oh, I can tell he doesn't want to talk to me anymore. And uh, I was like, "Oh shit, his the presentation's starting up again." And uh, she, oh, what she had, what she had said, she had, met, she started talking really deep about all these. I was just kind of going, "Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh." Mm-hmm. And I really was just like looking around for someone else. Like, is anyone else seeing, like who can save me from this? You know, like, <laughs> there's nobody. I don't know anybody there. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm there and just listening to her babble on about like the satanic rituals and stuff, and I was trying to understand it, but she was going really fast and she's speaking second English, you know, and but just kept going, and um, she eventually mentioned that she also died, like she think they killed me, and I was like, I said, wait, <laughs> they killed you? What do you mean they killed you? Because I was like, I was like, you understand my confusion, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's like, but what they did was they pulled my spirit out of my body. They killed Who's me. Who's they? The people who were performing satanic rituals on her. I don't know. Okay. They pulled my spirit out of my body and sent me to that place where you go and you're dead. And like, that's what she said to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. holy shit, like, I'm talking to a legit dangerous person right now yeah. <laughs> but she was this tiny little girl she was super tiny like you could snap her in half she was a little twig yeah. she was super short and super skinny glasses and stuff like that like but you know she's got some demons fuck so yeah it was really sad but but i didn't know what the fuck else to say like i'm just kind of like at this seminar and like and his second part is starting up i'm like i kind of want to go see that it's what i paid for kind of you know like I want to go see that shit, you know, like, let's see what the rest of this is. The second part was an hour, and it was the solution. Oh. And that's how we can meditate the lizards away, you know. But I kind of blew her off. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll see you around. And like, yeah, see you around. And I never saw her again. You never saw her around. No, I never saw her around. I hope I don't see her randomly again, because that will be very frightening. Because then I'll know that there's some Satanist link towards me somehow now. I'm fucking marked. Uh, third guy. I'm speaking English. I'm talking to the one of the people at the merch table in English because there was other people there, uh, some former Dutch politician or something like that who's written some conspiracy book, some shit like this. I don't know. I was talking to some people over there, and this guy just came up to me, big, fat, I don't know, the kind of darker skinned guy. He, I would say he was Samoan. But he's probably not Samoan since we're in Western Europe, uh, which is like a big Hawaiian guy or something, you know? Um, Or like The Rock. The Rock is Samoan, you know? (laughs) So like that's... I thought he he was just very tan. He had the skin tone of The Rock. No, The Rock is Samoan. That's why he's fucking huge. He is That's why his legs are like kegs. (laughs) He doesn't have legs. He has kegs. Kegs. But but this... he He was a really big guy. 
but just like a big round fat guy, really big smile, and all his teeth had just like this slightly too much of a gap. Every tooth, you know those people, you know <laughs> yeah. those people. Every tooth is just a slight separate from each other. Why ain't your teeth touching, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he came up to me. He was like, "Hey, are you are you David Ike's son?" <laughs> yeah. I was like, "No, <laughs> I am not David Ike's son." He's like, oh, you're speaking English. So I thought, I was like, yeah, it's Amsterdam, man. Come on. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm American. I was like, I'm not David Icke's son. No. No, I'm not. I'm way too stoned to be David Icke's son. Where is David Icke from? <laughs> He's from England. He's from the UK. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he, he's like, oh, I thought you were David Icke's son. He's like, because I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you. And I was like, oh, uh, I was like. He's still going to treat yeah, you like... Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, but I'm, I'm thinking, like, I'm not... Oh, shit, he's going to ask you anyway. <laughs> he needs someone to talk to, too. There's another one. Is this, It must be another my face. Another straggler. It must be my face. I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, I needed to... I wanted to see if David was going to come out here to talk at, at any point. And I was like, I highly doubt it, I said. Like, I, I don't work there, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to come out and just start chit-chatting with all of you fucking yeah loonies mouth breathers like there's no fucking way <laughs> someone in that crowd's got a knife i'm sure of it like this. yeah because gonna you don't kill him. you don't do you don't you're not a traveling conspiracy theorist for fucking 30 years by going out and talking to the fans afterwards that's yeah. for sure that's how you get fucking john lennon but anyway he uh said to me i wanted to talk to david oh because it's amazing the the people the 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 what did he call them the beings that he speaks about I've seen them and his eyes were super wide <laughs> <laughs> this no just imagine the guy with the teeth and the big fat Samoan guy with the curly hair and his eyes going like I've seen them man like I'm actually he's like I've seen them shapeshift before I've actually seen them I was like I was like I know he's done interviews with a lot of those people that have that have reported to have seen I kept the, the lingo correct that have reported to have seen the shape-shifting reptilians and stuff also Roseanne Barr has seen she sees shape-shifting reptilians yeah. all the time did you know that but she's also addicted to painkillers so now she but she's been seeing she's been seeing that her whole life she's also got multiple personality disorder exactly but that's a common disorder with the people who uh claim to have been uh hand handled had handlers in the in those satanic programs and stuff they end up getting multiple personality disorder because they give it to them they make alters in their mind yeah they actually make through traumas basically they figured out that through traumatization your brain compartmentalizes traumatic things like let's say a very horrific car crash or something like that your brain kind of puts away the actual events so you don't remember the crunching metal and your bones crushing and all that other stuff if you survived it yeah that part of it's kind of a blur you just remember waking up in the hospital you know your brain does that for you to make you survive so you're not like fucking tweaking out like a lost animal for the rest of your life like oh my god you know so they figured out that your brain does that, but they also figured out that they can bring that part out through psychology and stuff like that. So they also figured out that they can attach triggers or tritones and stuff like that to actually bring out those particular alters. Mm-hmm. So what they have actually done through through what, what you can only call ritualistic abuse, this is the theory anyway, and a lot of women and men have come forward about this, um, 
so again, can, it, it's very intense, and it and it's like it's it, it might be true, it might be true, but like almost all of them are talking about seeing reptilians, uh, almost all of them, and a lot of them have never heard of David Icke. A lot of this shit was from way before he started talking about this shit, and a lot of them still never heard of him, and they're talking about that shit. And afterwards, someone's like, "You gotta meet this guy," and then he does an interview with them, and he's like, "What?" And David Icke's like, "This is this is what I've been talking about. This is exactly what I was talking about. This is it. All these people around the world, they all see reptiles. It might be true, but I doubt it. I don't know. Maybe I it's just a... don't care if it's true. Fine, show it's, yeah, me. If it's, but... if it's true, but what are we gonna do about that? Like, why are they hiding it from us? Why can't why this be our reality? Existing? Why can't this just be our reality?" Why can't that just be our reality? Why can't we have shape-shifting reptilians? It's 2018, almost 2019. I want shape-shifting. I want the holographic universe. If I you want could shape-shift, what would you shape-shift for as? I don't want to shape-shift. I want there to be shape-shifting reptilians. I, I just want there to be. So you can put them in your terrarium. It just be, would just be so much more interesting than what we have now. These old fucking gray-haired, gray-long ball-sack-ass motherfuckers. These old racist bastards that are in office in every fucking country. Wouldn't you rather them just, like, you just know what you got? Just a bunch of fucking feral, sociopathic, reptilian-brained fucking baby-eaters. Like, Article 457. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they just got like this big round table and the center is just a bowl of babies. A bowl of babies. <laughs> a baby bowl. Get out the red robin for a bowl of babies. I would rather that than the whole secret society aspect of it. Wouldn't I would rather the over control. I would actually, like if that were the case, like I'm in. I want to get in on that. Yeah, well, you would vote for reptilian monster. I would join them, wouldn't you? How metal is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a Manolocalypse episode. Yeah, like come on, which are you red or blue? What's your fucking what's your political party? Are you metal or not? <laughs> <laughs> reptilian overlords, come on. Vote reptilian overlords, come on. Reptilian overlords. No, but look at it I'll say this. If everything David Icke is saying is true, we're fucked. We're fucked. There are not. He's not talking to enough people in enough rooms every year to fucking spread this message. <laughs> this, no. is, this is never gonna happen, man. Like, I really respect what he does. I seriously do. Like, in all honesty, I respect what he does. I don't ridicule that guy. I've honestly read all of his books from cover to cover. I was fascinated. Have with you him. read all of his books? No. <laughs> There's this new one that he just shat out somehow while he was writing the other one. I don't know. But that's another th thing I'd like to point out. A lot of his books is just like he has a lot of archived writings that he just pastes together to make these books a lot of times. I've, I've, I went through a kick where I was kind of like skimming through a lot of his old books in the past couple years. And I noticed that a lot of this word for word shit copy and pasted for like a decade in his books. So, like, his early books when he was really writing new stuff, a lot of it's very interesting, but his later stuff is a lot of just the same shit. Like, this book right here is a lot of the same stuff that's in the previous book and the one before that. Just kind of chopped up and pieced together in a different way, in a different format. And that kind of disappoints me. But he's also old as shit now. Okay. He's getting there. But he's still going on. He's kind of got a ragtag team in which he, uh, and how he gets his stuff done. He doesn't have, like, some multi-million dollar media organization. He's not making a ton of money doing this. That's for damn sure. 
that's for damn sure. Like that's like that's the thing that the one thing that makes you kind of think a little bit like, wait, he's not in it for the money. Why the hell is he saying this crazy shit on world tour for thirty years? He actually believes it. Yeah, he's just a loony. I wouldn't say he's actually a loony. I wouldn't. That's this way too generalized. True. It's way too generalized. There's there's way more to it than that because the guy is kind of a genius. The guy is kind of a genius. He really is in some ways. You know, he really is. I think even even Nikolai Tesla said something about. Uh, oh, David Icke. <clears throat> no, <laughs> there will be this man named David Icke someday. Check him out. No, what the hell did he say? I think there's something here in this wonderful tome. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but here's... <laughs> Here's one thing. Everything you need to know by David Icke. One of the first... I looked at this with different eyes for the first time because in the very beginning of his book, he has a two-paragraph, a very lengthy two-paragraph quote from Osho. What? You know Osho, right? No. Do you know the documentary on Netflix, Wild Wild Country, about the, the Indian cult that started becoming a city? out in the middle of nowhere in, like, Oregon or something like that, and they started, like, poisoning politicians and stuff like that, and they had this crazy, like, kind of, like, fucking weird rape cult going on there for quite a while until they just basically imploded and fled back to India and, uh... Oh, Because of tax evasion, and, and then he ended up changing his name to Osho and running an ashram in India until his final days. Uh, you should... I highly recommend you watch that... Smoke a fat fucking joint and watch Wild Wild Country. Okay. You are gonna be like, holy shit! You're gonna lose your shit the whole time. But in what way? It is a fucked up cult. It's about a cult coming up, and is it's, it real? Yeah, and it's it's real. It's a documentary, and it's all interviews from the actual people that ran the cult. Oh. They're still around, and I the people that like used to be movie. like, and the people that used to be followers and stuff like that, and and it's it's brilliant you have got to watch this document you add i cannot recommend it anymore like it could have been two episodes shorter than it actually was i think but ultimately that was such a fucking good documentary uh but that guy's fucking crazy so i found it a little bit like eh, that he put a two paragraph quote from that guy in this book <laughs> right in the beginning some yeah. osho shit but what he did say was quite relevant and actually osho himself wasn't really fucking very bad he was like this really old Indian dude that was in a vow of silence for like three decades. He didn't really say anything. All of his fucking followers that kept him in a room and fucking made all the political decisions for him made some crazy shit happen. Oh, shit. He was just an old Indian wise man. And maybe he let shit happen, but maybe they sugarcoated it to him. You know what I mean? It was some crazy shit like that. You're, you're not going to believe what you see. You're not going to fucking believe it. It's one of those documentaries that at first you're like, that seems like a really cool idea. I like this ashram. I would join that in a heartbeat. Like, you look at that sometimes, you're like, damn, look, they're all fucking and everything, having a good time and shit, and then next thing you know, they all got Uzis and shit. What's Uzis? <laughs> like, AK-47s and shit. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. It's such a wild story. I don't want to spoil it for you too much, but that's but that's basically every cult story, right? 
that builds up. They start off as this little community. Eventually, they got Uzis, and then everybody dies. Yeah. But the thing is, with with the, with this thing, not everybody, everybody doesn't die in this one. It's not like that. This one. Just is, a few people. Uh, I'm not. I'm not so sure. I don't remember. Probably, but it wasn't like it wasn't like the Jim Jones cult where everyone drank Kool Aid and like fucking 800 people died. What? Oh yeah, you don't know about that? No. There's like these old these old cults in the seventies and stuff. There was this one cult where uh, he had everybody drink poison Kool Aid, like as the final thing because we were gonna all die. Uh, this the end of the world is coming, but all we the only way that we can survive it is if we all kill ourselves all at the exact same hour, and as the Halley's comet is coming, the Halley's comet was passing by at this time. By the way, when the Halley's comet is coming. Our spirits will detach from our bodies and attach to the Halley's Comet. We will fly to safety and, and seed on another planet uh, while the Earth is destroyed Whoa. by this impending destruction that's coming. And he got a whole fuckload of people to do this, including himself. He also did it. What? Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, the world and is it was like, like what? It was like a fucking mad rush to stop him, too. It was too late. Like, the shit, like, they, the fucking government figured out that this was going to happen, and they tried to stop it, but it was too late. Or the government let it happen. Depends on how cynical you are, you know? I mean, who would blame them if they did? There's also Waco. You know about Waco? No. Waco was, like, a, there's this guy, I forget his name. Oh, God. Was that Koresh? David Koresh? Yeah. David Koresh was the guy who ran this compound in Waco, Texas. He was supposed to be like the, he considered himself the coming of Christ or something like that. Some weird shit like that. Second coming of Christ, some weird shit like that. In any event, they had built a compound in Waco, Texas in the middle of nowhere. And they had amassed a lot of ammunition and all this other stuff. But that's because they were getting under a lot of fire from the government, a lot of threatening from the government. They tortured them for years first. And so they were like, these guys are going to fucking come in and kill us and stuff because they don't like what we're doing and stuff. And they only just felt validated in their belief because they were trying to be stopped so hard. And what they were doing over there seemed peaceful and stuff like that. So it was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Well, we must be onto something because they're trying to stop us. The organized religions are trying to stop us and shit. The whole thing ultimately ended in a fucking bloodbath. A lot of fucking people died at the hands of the government. Yeah? Yeah, they shot everybody. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always the controversy, I believe, of who shot first or something like that. But the government tortured them for a long time first. Like, they had, like, these ultra-loud supersonic speakers. And they carted these speakers all 360 degrees around the compound. It was so fucking loud, like, everyone had to wear ear protection outside. Like, extra crazy ear protection. And it was literally, like, on the loud, like, ear-splitting volume. Like, yeah. To cause damage for Air sure. Bleeding. Like really higher, louder than anything you've ever experienced. Uh, the sounds of rabbits being murdered and stuff like that. Like the shrieking sounds of rabbits. I don't know if you've ever heard a rabbit shriek before. Yeah. I've heard a cat catch a rabbit a couple times. They yeah. scream like humans. It's freaky. They <laughs> scream like little people. They're like. <laughs> Great actors. I'm dead. Like, they're really, they scream. They fucking scream. Like, I had a cat when I was a kid, a black cat, and it lived outside, and also, like, it would chill in the garage. We had, like, a finished garage with tile and stuff, like a big-ass workshop garage. Yeah. So it's not like it was just in the garage underneath an oil pan. (laughs) It had, like, a a cat area. (laughs) It was very nice. This cat would go out and kill rabbits, and I heard it do it one night, and I had a fucking nightmare. I was old enough to drive at this age, but I was, like, at the twilight of falling asleep, just about to fall asleep. Yeah. 
And then suddenly I heard this rabbit do his death rattle. And it just, like, <laughs> shook me to the fucking core. <laughs> I'll never forget that night. It took me a long time to fall asleep after that. <laughs> Fuck. But did you fall asleep eventually? Oh, of course. I mean, I slept good every night ever since then. Okay, so it was not that much of an impact in your life. How are you feeling on the oil, by the way? Let me just... Because you also ate a brownie, so it's, I guess it's going to be kind of hard to tell. I am just super chill. Yeah? I'm chill. <laughs> I have... The I real test a, is tested with, with... Maybe with this will answer your lady. question, my, uh, my, my doodle. Yeah, but you always doodle like that. We've been smoking joints. We've been, I, asked the, I asked this question at the wrong time. The only way to really truly test this is to try it sober. Or to uh, give it to my girlfriend. Yeah, give it to your girlfriend. Yeah, I'll let her try it and see what she thinks. Because she, she isn't... Like, we smoke enough to be high, like, yeah. pretty much all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> see, that's, that's the thing. It might be more CBD than THC, and also, in which case, that's fantastic for her. I'm happy with that. Oi, oi, oi. I had no cigarettes this week, so I've been smoking pure joints. I don't like pure joints. It took me sure. back to the good old days back in the States. You just smoke Doobie, though. Doobie days. Doobieville. Mm. Doobiefield. I have a... I have a random thing to read for you. There's this guy. It's AIWeirdness.com. It's probably known by now. Uh, this is a guy who trains neural networks a type of machine that uh, a machine learning algorithm to write unintentional humor as they struggle to imitate human data sets well he intends the humor the neural networks are just doing their best to understand what's going on uh yeah i don't know so this is uh someone named janelle shane so this is uh <laughs> this is actually quite hilarious and i thought since you were into cooking that you would you would really appreciate this one. Yeah. This is three bad recipes generated by neural network. And you were saying earlier before the podcast that you were a little bit worried about AI, like fuck this shit. Like uh, we should be well, worried about this. Well, the idea just frightens me that an AI could turn sentient and turns out to hate us and wants to murder us all. This is kind yeah. of for real because we haven't been good to robot like. I, I my my counterpoint to that was I think we're a long way off on this and the evidence is this. Sure, article. maybe I won't live to see that kind of time. <laughs> I don't think we will live to see that. I hope we won't. I hope we do because I can't I want, think that we will live to. I want to see it, but I don't want to die. I wanna, yeah, I want to see it from the safety of like a really high technologically advanced tower, sipping some sort of future wine while classical music is playing, and future. I'm wearing future clean clothes, and downstairs everyone's killing each other yeah. at the ground below, like some sort of, yeah, okay. Here's her article. Three bad recipes generated by neural network. I'm training a neural network to generate recipes based on a database of about 30,000 examples. And although the network has managed to produce identifiable recipes and even sometimes sort, sort out sweet from savory, it hasn't actually managed to produce any good ones. Only a few of them were technically doable. Three typical examples. This is fantastic. I love this so much. First recipe. And we're going to have to cook these, I guess. No, we're not going to cook them. <laughs> We can lie and say we're cooking them. Oh, we're totally cooking them now. You know, like, I was thinking that too. Like, we don't have to tell the truth on this podcast. <laughs> well, not if you have to say it on the podcast. <laughs> so now okay. it's already okay. too late. The first recipe, it's already really confusing. Citran barbecued mube. 
What mub? Mub. M M U B E. What is mub? I don't know, but it's this one classifies the recipe under game and ethnic. Okay. <laughs> mubes. Sounds sounds exotic. Barbecued mubes, babe. Okay. The <laughs> bring out the mubes. <laughs> so then here's the recipe. Cake. One package cornstarch. Thirty-four ounces ginger. One white sage. Two large red potatoes, peeled. One magazine bread, chunks. Magazine bread? One magazine of bread. A magazine of bread. In chunks. In chunks, okay, okay. <laughs> one, one cup of shredded corn peas. Corn peas, okay. Four cup liquid ice cream. <laughs> liquid, says <So it's> molten. <laughs> Preheat oven to 350 degrees. Remove the casserole from the refrigerator and heat soup for 20 minutes. Serve with nuts, chopped, kakzuled, and serve with the rice and oatmeal. From Flal Hosseler. That's the first recipe. What the? Wow. Okay, so this is a, this is a robot. We have to make this. It sounds delicious. It, no, it doesn't. It sounds horrid. Serve with rice and oatmeal. I don't even know what half it's meant. Well, none of the ingredients even went into the recipe itself. No. It said serve with nuts, but that wasn't even in the... Okay, <laughs> second recipe. Grilled snailsed butter. Snailsed. S-N-A-I-L-S-E-D. Snailsed. The the butter has been grilled and snailsed. The snailsed butter... Grilled butter? The snailsed mm. butter was grilled. Grilled First butter. they snailsed the butter, then they grilled it. And this is under the category of crock pot, vegetables, crock pot... Rubbing holiday and meats. Rubbing holiday? I swear to God. <laughs> Rubbing holiday? <laughs> you know. Okay, here's the recipe. Ingredients. Two pounds shrimp cut in half cubes. <laughs> what is a half cube? Six cloves minced. Two teaspoon apple juice. Quarter cup mushrooms. One pound tomatoes. Nuts. Plastic. One strawberries. Two each pinto beans sliced. Sliced pinto beans? Two each. (laughs) Two each. One plum tomatoes. No curry fater. (laughs) I don't know. One package unknown yogurt fillets thawed. So they have to be with frozen. the comma, the comma afterwards. Yeah. You buy, usually find them in the frozen section. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's not frozen. Unknown yogurt fillets. Pour. Okay, here's the recipe. Pour noodles and cauliflower through a wider measure, just on high speed until stiff. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor radicchio mixture with the wine and continue simmering until mixture is desired desired doneness. Reserve side of bowl mixture. Chill until circle circle is reamy, inricating. Reamy, inricating. Serve on ranged removable pieces. Wow. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, it's just random sentences together. The third recipe. This is, this is an easy one. It's the this the recipe is three sentences. It's smushed dot eyes breed heritame sprigs. 
This is under the categories of cakes, pies, pastries, and extract. Extract. <laughs> mm. The ingredients. Two eggs. Four tablespoon water. One cup dried butters and firmly beaten. <laughs> dried butter firmly beaten. Dried butters and firmly beaten. Oh. So you dry it and firmly beat the butters. So you domestically abuse the butter. 20 eggs. I know they said two eggs in the beginning of the recipe, but now you need 20 more. <laughs> so 22 eggs total. So two eggs, four tablespoons water, one cup dried butters firmly beaten, 20 eggs, four ounces fresh chopped nuts, approximately 10 minutes, two tablespoons grated zucchini, 20 <laughs> almonds, rough. <laughs> rough almonds. They have to hey, have to be through some shit. They have to be raised on the streets. Yeah. One cup seasoned baking powder, a whole cup. A whole cup of baking powder. Okay, okay. Sift milk in crock pot. Sift milk? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, fuck. Sift milk in crock pot. Turn dough. Add egg powdered sugar and whipped toppings. Serve immediately. <laughs> That's the recipe. <laughs> All you gotta do is sift the milk in the crock pot, turn the dough, add the egg powdered sugar and whipped toppings, and then eat it. It's for it's for a mom on the go. Oh man, I cannot handle this. <laughs> sift milk. <laughs> yeah, I wanna see more of these. You got more recipes? (sighs) I could really go for a nap now. Unfortunately, I have to go soon. Oh, no. Yeah, I told you. I had to be somewhere at 7. Okay. I have one more recipe. Here's a recipe (laughs) mine. He did it on a 2010 MacBook Pro and trained it on a bunch of recipes he downloaded from a collection by David Shields. Here's a recipe my network has generated. Pears or two games meme meats. Quarter pound bones or fresh bread, optional. Half cup flour. One teaspoon vinegar. Quarter teaspoon lime juice. Two eggs. Brown salmon in oil. Brown salmon. Add creamed meat and other deep mixture. Discard fillets. Discard head and turn into a nonstick spice. Pour four eggs onto clean a thin fat to sink halves. <laughs> that was hard to read. Brush each with roast and refrigerate. Brush with a roast, yes. Lay tart in deep baking dish in chipek sweet body. Cut oof with crosswire and onions. Remove peas and place in a 4-DGG serving. Cover lightly with plastic wrap. Chill in refrigerator until casseroles are tender and ridges done. Serve immediately in sugar. May be added to two handles over ginger or with boiling water until very cracker pudding is hot. (laughs) Wow. This is just... uh... There was one about fish that seemed very funny. Where the hell was that? Uh, 
that uh, this is from a network that's been trained for a relatively long time, starting from a complete unawareness of whether it's looking at prose or code, uh, English or Spanish. It's already got a lot of the vocabulary and structure worked out. This is particularly impressive given that it has the memory of a goldfish. It can only analyze 65 characters at a time, so by the time it begins the instructions, the recipe title has already passed out of its memory and it has to guess what it's making. It knows, though, to start by browning meat, to cover with plastic wrap before chilling in the refrigerator, and to finish by serving the dish. That's interesting. Compare, to, compare that to a recipe generated by a much earlier version of the network. This is the earlier version of the network. Immediately cares, heavy mim, oop, chips, three dill loasted substick that can't, <laughs> one cube chopped whipped cream, <laughs> three unfreezed stock prepared in season, one oil. <laughs> one oil. <laughs> three, three cup milk, one and a half cup my ozenel chopped. Sounds like a chemical. Half teaspoon lemon juice, one and a quarter teaspoon chili powder, two teaspoon Dijon stem, minced. 30 dates of rester beater remaining. Dates? Yeah. <laughs> Bake until juice. <laughs> until juice. <laughs> Brush from the potato sauce. Lightly butter into the vicin. Cook combined water. Source. 25 seconds. Transfer a madian in orange cinnamon with electrites if the base. Make drained off tala willy or chicken to well. Sprinkle over skin greased with a boiling bowl. Toast the bread spricked crease. Yield six servings. Wow. <laughs> wow, the first recipe it ever did is complete gibberish. <laughs> it's just like someone smacked a keyboard a bunch of times. Yeah? <laughs> this is the first time it did a recipe. <laughs> oh. Is this food for human? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We've covered a lot of bullshit today. And we've got enough time, I think. Two and a half hours is good. You need to take a nap. I no, I'm not going to take a nap. I wish I could, but uh, I'm just going to get ready to go. Who are you going to see, by the way? Let's just stop with, with just a little bit of that. Um, Distillator and Evil Invaders. Oh, those are my favorite. <laughs> Evil Invaders, uh, that the one song they did, uh, my grandfather sang that to my grandmother on their wedding night. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. Right afterwards, he did Bombs Over Baghdad, the full rap. Okay. <sighs> it's beautiful. And after that, Gangster's Paradise. Well, I mean, people stop paying attention because of the orgy. <laughs> my parents like to. My grandparents used to get down. To get they down, boogie. Fuck, who was watching? Anyway. Okay. Do you want to talk more about that, or? Do I want to talk more about that? <laughs> we'll save that for another episode of oh, everything you need to know but have never been told. By Steve. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to cover for this week. Can't I can't really think of everything else. I had no idea else. what I wanted to cover. I just let this podcast take me for a ride Ooh. and I respond. Oh, I'm yawning, but I'm not tired. That's weird. It means I'm hungry. I'm having some fully loaded quesadillas with like fucking chicken inside and beans. And avocados and shit on top. Tons of cheese and hot mm -hmm. sauce and crazy shit like that. 
I'm having spag ball. Spag ball? Spaghetti bolognese. Oh, okay. That sounds disgusting. Spag ball? Spag ball. <laughs> I think that's a, a British way of saying it. Oh. Leave it to them to make the food very unappetizing. <laughs> yeah, they, they will never disappoint you. No, they won't. Okay. With that high note, we'll end the podcast. See you next week on the successful pod- comedy 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 Keeping it hot, bow.